if you change the dream, you change the world. Aloha, shifters, dreamers, light guardians, Jedis from all across this holographic matrix. This is Brendan, and you are tuned in for another very exciting, inspirational, educational broadcast of Paradigm Shift Dream Class. Thank you so much for tuning in, and as per usual, we are joined by some fellow amazing shifters from across the internet, across the globe, joining us here for this broadcast. So fellow shifters of the world, please feel free to unmute yourself and say hello to the beautiful people tuned into this from beyond this present moment and beyond. So shifters, Namaste. make some noise. Whoop, whoop, whoop. guys. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this. As we mentioned, this is a Paradigm Shift Dream Class broadcast. And what we're going to be doing here tonight, we're going to be practice having some discussion about dreaming, lucid dreaming, dream exploration, consciousness, metaphysics, dimensions, the nature of the human mind and infinity and beyond and all that shifty goodness. So for those of you who may be entirely new to this, Paradigm Shift Dream Class is part of the ParadigmShiftCentral.com project, a real-world interactive game to help shift consciousness. We do regular ongoing broadcasts as part of the real world game to be able to help document the shift and to be able to come together as a community and to be able to practice having these discussions so that we can take some of this insight, apply it into our everyday life, but also to be able to go out there and engage with our communities through regular discussions. And again, in this process, being able to bring more attention and more vigilance and consistency and intention to our own dream process. So to begin, we're going to go around the circle and have people introduce themselves and to say a little bit about what brings them to dream class and just for myself again my name is Brendan I'm in London Ontario Canada and what brings me to dream class is a basic idea that this is something that I, I, I even just mentioned at the top of the show and, and we'll get into it a little bit later but I feel that when it comes to changing the world if we can put focus on our dreams, I feel, and this is something I want to get into discussion later, that that will in turn allow us to change the world because it will teach us more about our ability to create within this present moment. Dreams are a big thing about awakening us to our multidimensional reality. And within the dream space, we realize that thoughts create. We realize that things are a holographic reflection of our consciousness. And through the process of waking up within our dreams, we wake up to our potential as co-creators of this dream, this physical dimension right here and right now. So that is part of the reason what brings me to dream class to help inspire others to keep looking into the dreams while inviting and encouraging myself as well to be able to uh, continue to learn more from my dreams and to become a better dreamer within this dream collectively as part of an awesome team. So that's why I'm here. So let's pass the talk and stick around and uh, hear a little bit more about from other people. And again, as we get into this, for those of you tuned in live and in the future, please feel free to share this with your with your friends on your profiles, on your social networks. And uh, even if you want to join the broadcast, you can join through the link on the YouTube. The link to join is through the uh, video info as well. So much love and thank you everyone. And uh, this is going to be fun. Here we go. All right. So to whoever would like to introduce themselves first, please feel free to just unmute your microphone and we'll pass a talking stick over to you. And again, reminding ourselves that this is really just about practice, guys. So that's uh, that's really just the core of this. So who would like to introduce themselves first? Um, maybe, uh, maybe Ryan would want to go first since I know he's going to be heading out soon enough. So... 
Ryan, if you're there, we'll just check in with you. And uh, if that's cool, we can pass the talking stick over to you. Does that work? Sounds good, Sounds my good. friend. All right, Ryan, give us a, say who you are, quick introduction, and what brings you to Dream Class? All right, my name is Ryan Frechette. I was born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts. I currently live in Las Vegas, Nevada. I spend my time back and forth between Las Vegas and Peru. I am the owner and creator of a spiritual hand ayahuasca center. Um, so I am constantly speaking with the spiritual world, helping people heal. I see myself as a healer and you can check us out on any kind of social media at, um, a spiritual hand, look us up anyway. So, um, when it comes to dreaming, I have had some really interesting thoughts, uh, lately about this. And I am a very interesting character when it comes to dreaming. It is off and on for me. And what I believe after almost 32 years of my life, I'm starting to recognize that my dream state depends on my alignment, how I am living spiritually. And it is very obvious. I used to look at dreams as a thing that was just a fun little happening that happened when you fell asleep. But as I grow into my spirituality, I am finding that there is a huge relation to dreams and the spiritual side. Um, and of course, a lot of people say that we know that, but I think I mean a little bit of a deeper level is to where um, dreams can. It's almost a level of manifestation in a sense. I believe that you dream things because you kind of go to bed thinking about them and it works its way into what's happening. But there's this certain world that we enter in dreaming and coming from someone who deals with uh, plant medicines and a lot of psychedelics as uh, a sacrament healing level. Uh, there is, it's a world similar to something like that. And in this world, a lot is accomplished and can be done, anything you can think of. So to me, there's some beautiful connection there and work can be done in this dream state. Um, and I also feel as when you're dreaming and uh, when you're dreaming, there seems to be a connection with real life. It is a dream. It's off in the distance. It's while you're sleeping. But a lot of the times, dreams seem to come to life in some sense. Um, and the more you dream, I think the more it opens you up to beautiful possibilities in your life. It plants seeds in your manifestation garden, so to speak. And uh, so for me, it's interesting. I don't dream all the time or I don't remember my dreams. And that is something really strange that I've been trying to diagnose in a sense. Why don't I remember my dreams? Why or, or why don't I dream? I don't know exactly what's going on yet. But I find as though when I dream, I feel better spiritually. I feel more aligned and also um, there is a more 
positive side that seems to manifest itself stronger um, and more directly than, let's say, a meditation style uh, thought process. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, I don't know what it all means. <laughs> and I think that's why this is a great discussion that I... I, I might have to leave, but I'm looking forward to hearing what other people say. And um, I, I would really love to hear some professionals on this in some sense, one way or another, hopefully in the near future. But I am excited that this is a topic and I look forward to what everybody has to say. Thank you very much for having me, Brendan. Awesome. Awesome, Ryan. Well, thank you for being here. And, and again, and I think uh, your moment, like your last comments there, uh, summarize the, the, the exciting part about dreams is that the fact that, you know, here we are, we're like grown adults. We've been dreaming our entire life and yet we still don't really know what it means. We still haven't figured it out yet. Dreams mm. are the, the ever present mystery within this reality. And we've kind of talked about They're this. Beautiful. We've talked about this in, in past broadcasts about like how the mysteries are really such an important thing along the spiritual journey. They keep us like looking, they keep us seeking. So dreams are always there to, to help like turn those spiritual wheels, so to speak. So huge shout out to the dreams wherever they are coming from, but we'll figure that out. So thanks Ryan and uh, much love. We'll, we'll keep passing the talking stick around. And, and if you have to jump out early, please just let us know and, and we'll uh, get you a chance to say uh, anything before you head out. So let's thank you uh, very much, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. And uh, let's keep passing the talking stick around. So to whoever would like to introduce themselves next and share a little bit about what brings them to dream class. And then beyond that, we'll just uh, get into some freestyle conversations, some tips and tricks, anything that you guys want to talk about, some specific dreams we've had and uh, so forth. Um, maybe uh, this is just like going with uh, the fact that they're new-ish, but I was just going to ask if Kirk may want to go next, uh, being someone who is recently new to dream class, but by no means new to the metaphysics. Um, Kirk, if you would like to introduce yourself next, please feel free to uh, let us know and unmute your microphone and we will go from there. So Kirk, go, go ahead if you'd like. All right, uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can, sounds good. And welcome to dream class. Oh, uh, thank you, Brendan. Uh, uh, my name's Kirk. I'm an interdimensional shamanic healer. I'm a natural-born trance medium, and uh, I've had five near-death experiences. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I what's an appropriate time to speak, uh, Brendan? Five to ten minutes? Five minutes? Well, let's aim for five minutes, yeah. We'll, just as introductions, we'll, we'll keep it short for here, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm here to listen and learn. It's interesting. Tuesday night at this time is like a, it's almost a dead zone for me. It's like, and the link shows up in my feed. Uh, I can't stand, uh, the last thing I want to do is watch Netflix or TV. I can't stand it. And, um, I'm just tired and I'm, and the link comes up and I think, uh, what you're doing is really interesting. I'm in my fifties. Uh, the kind of part of me that really would have loved this, you know, to be in my 20s and like be connected to other people that always you got whatever you say is uh, is very germane. And what I've always believed and never heard anybody else say out loud uh, until recently with the advent of the Internet and YouTube. Um, 
while uh, Ryan was talking, um, I thought about uh, like 15 years ago before the internet took off, I was a bartender in Midtown and a filmmaker. And I asked the people sitting at the bar waiting for the restaurant to uh, fill out these papers and tell me about their strongest dream they've had. And then I was going to turn this into a film. And I have like, I don't know, 50, around 50 to 75 of these one page dreams from other people. And they're really uh, amazing to read. Uh, as far as being an interdimensional shamanic healer, I mean, I think we're, I think it's all a dream. I don't see any difference between the waking state and the quote unquote sleeping, putting your body to sleep state. What an interdimensional healer does is you suspend time and then you uh, move things for the person. You try to bring harmony to their body or their mind. So you're really uh, like, uh, if you really want to affect a, an affirmation, you try to go into alpha state. So you could use hallucinogenics, uh, you could use sleeping pills, you can use trance states. Uh, ecstatic states you could use uh, sexual chaos magic but what you want to do is be in your body awake and then try to be in the alpha state and then affect the dream while you actually are your eyes are open not like sleeping in your bed so you can toss things out like in the Tao and have the communication what I teach my clients is in the in the dream state of you in your day that's a dream state. And what you want to do is toss things out and see how the universe will respond. Sometimes it will respond immediate to, immediately to you. I'd like to find 20 bucks on the street. Boom. Four blocks later, there's the $20. So I've experienced stuff like that. And so I use that to the benefit of my clients. I'm basically here to learn. Um, you know, I have over 300 hours of videos where I talk about metaphysics and I've studied metaphysics my entire life. And I'm just, I'm glad to be here and be, you know, connected and to listen. That's the basic idea. Awesome, Kirk. Thank you so much uh, for, for being here. And, and just as an introduction, um, I posted a link for people in the YouTube, but what's the best place for people to find uh, some of your stuff? And, and for those of you who may not know, um, Kirk actually like hosts like a, a show on public broadcast that goes out of uh, New York, Manhattan. Um, I, I believe uh, it's Manhattan. I mean, but yeah, if uh, Kirk, if you just want to let people know uh, where can they, what's the best place for them to connect with you central website or otherwise? Um, well, hit me up on Facebook. If you just go over to Google, the Google search engine and type in uh, Kirk shamanic healer, Kirk shaman, New York city. My website's uh, uh, Kirk I'm on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, like I'm a very easy guy to find. Twitter, if you want to send me a direct uh, email, uh, Kirk TV, which is my TV show, K I R K TV at gmail.com. And uh, like a lot of people are that you're connected to, Brendan, are also uh, connected to me as well on my Facebook. So any of those are fine. Perfect. Awesome. Yes. So again, kirkspiritual.com is uh, the core website and then you guys can get links from there, but definitely Kirk, thank you for, for joining in. I look, uh, look forward to getting more, some of your shamanic insight on the dream topic. So 
Awesome. Sweet guys. Okay. So let's keep bouncing around as we go through these introductions and uh, anybody has any, even any questions that you guys might want to start preparing in the, uh, in the comments for those of you on YouTube and stuff like that, please feel free to do that. Please feel free to kind of share some questions and, and uh, if you can just put them in asterisks or just write in capitals question and then like hyphen put your question that way. So it's just easier for us to see it. And then for those of you who are communicating through the live chat, that way you, you guys are still part of the class. You guys are still part of the, the discussion. So huge shout out to those of you watching this live and uh, let's keep rolling along with things. So who would like to introduce themselves next? Um, Jeremy, we'll pass it over to you and uh, Jeremy, welcome back to another Paradigm Shift broadcast and uh, give us a quick introduction of who you are and what brings you to Dream Class. Yeah, hi Brendan and everyone else. Um, I'm Jeremy, I'm a UFO enthusiast. I collect UFO stories and um, um, from people, I'm always open to listening to people's uh, different type of experiences um, with, uh, with altered state of consciousness altered states of consciousness as well. Um, and I'm, I think dreaming for me is a good time for me to think, start thinking about dreaming again because it's one of my few refuges from my, my regular life. And, um, and I've no, been noticing that my dreams have been really, really intense lately, but having a very difficult time re, uh, with recall. So, so um, I'm gonna just be probably listening mostly as much as I can tonight to see if I can pick up anything and listen to the pulse of the universe through, through the screen here and, uh, and uh, putting in my, putting in my two cents where I think it'll make a dollar. So, and uh, yeah, it's nice to see everyone and everyone is uh, well tonight. So. Awesome. Perfect. Sweet. Thanks, Jeremy, for, for being here. And uh, Jeremy is also, in addition to being a UFO enthusiast, is also an astrologer, an astrology enthusiast. And uh, maybe that will be something that, that can come up in terms of uh, even like, do dreams change during different cycles, do, during different cosmic cycles, astrology and stuff like that. And, and that's, again, that's something I want to get into uh, as we get going, like the idea that, you know, dreams are not just like, teaching us or entertaining us. They're, they're really trying to show us. They're trying to bring our attention to certain things. And uh, one thing that sort of came into my attention recently was the idea that dreams can sometimes bring our attention to things that we still need to heal, the things that we still need to work on. And so like there, cause that may be a thing, right? Like sometimes there's like something we haven't fully dealt with and we're just kind of like, we haven't talked about it. We were, we're kind of keeping it hidden. And then suddenly, you know, we'll have like a crazy dream about it and we'll just be like, holy crap you know like i forgot about that like that's that's still something there so the dream will do that they'll, they'll you know the dream is literally like has access to like every single part of you the parts that are well known and the parts that are hidden so if there's anything that you're hiding at any moment like that's something that can come up within the dreams but it's coming up for your betterment it's coming up like out of service to you because i i do feel that dreams uh, when we're really in tune with them, always are always there to like help evolve our consciousness. And by uh, getting in tune it's with them up. can really help accelerate things uh, in, in some very exciting ways. So let's keep bouncing around, guys. And again, thank you so much for those of you tuning in live and in the future. And uh, for those of you uh, live or otherwise, please feel free to continue uh, sharing the show with your friends and so forth. So let's keep bouncing the talking stick around for the brief introduction. So uh, who would like to go next in terms of introductions? Please feel free to unmute yourself and uh, we'll go from there. So we'll just give it a second to see who would like to 
introduce themselves next. Um, maybe does Keyway want to introduce himself? Perhaps if Keyway's there, we'll uh, give him a does chance. It work to for him? Yeah, that sounds okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. Keyway, we'll we'll pass right. the talking stick over to you and welcome to Dream Class and uh, go ahead and give us a bit of an introduction and what brings you to Dream Class. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, dreams. Dreams, they just infected, affected my life. I think the perceived dream state affects your waking, perceived waking state and vice versa, both ways. It's helped a lot in my spiritual evolution. A lot of, I wouldn't be the person I am. I don't, don't believe without certain dreams that helped me come to realizations and that affect the way how I see the world. Uh, I follow my dreams. I try to always follow my dreams in a way. Uh, they are just things that for me personally that I tackle with is was my first memory a dream or was it a past life memory? That's the very first thing I as far back as I can remember is something that wasn't as I was a kid. So uh, from dreams, things happening in dreams and so he said it's the mysteries. I love the mysteries. I love learning about the mysteries. And yeah, it's all about learning, experience, and love and life, figuring it out. For sure, man, for sure. Figuring it out, figuring ourselves out, Nasate Ipsum, all that good stuff. So sweet. Cool. Well, Kiwi, thanks again for, for joining us here. It's good to have Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Awesome. Sweet, guys. Okay, let's keep bouncing around. And uh, again, for those of you who may have some questions for the group, uh, post them in the live chat, and I'll do my best to be able to uh, keep an eye on them. And we'll keep bouncing around with some introductions. And then from there, we'll just kind of see where consciousness wants to take the conversation. So to whoever would like to introduce themselves next, please feel free to unmute your, your microphone, and we'll pass the talking stick to you. So just giving it a second to see who would like to introduce themselves next. We have, uh, just for those of you listening on audio-wise, we still have uh, Ashley, we have Dave, aka Gentle Chaos, and uh, we also have uh, Katarina, Katrina, Katarina, Catbot, uh, who is tuned in. And uh, one of you guys maybe wants to join. Maybe we'll pass it over to Dave for now. Um, Dave, if that's cool with you, we can uh, pass the talking stick over to you if, uh, if you're ready to do that. And uh, get a quick introduction. So, Dave, if you just want to check your microphone and if you're ready to go, we'll uh, pass the talking stick over to you. Cool, cool. Okay, so, Dave, you can just Hello, welcome and. Uh, I'm always ready, brother. And, uh, always ready. Okay, so, go ahead. You can tell us who you are and what brings you to Dream Class. We'll uh, pass the talking stick over to you. Cool, cool. Okay, so, Dave, you can just welcome and. I'm always ready, brother. Yeah, thanks for the introduction. My name's Dave. Uh, I woke up from suffering. There was a, a, a degree of suffering that I reached in my life that was um, it was the dark night of the soul, and um, and, it, and it woke me up. And so dreams. Uh, I smoke herb at night, and so uh, I don't really have any dreams at all that I remember either. Uh, 
so this thing, this is not, I have no uh, here at this one, brother, because dreams aren't, aren't something that shows up for me at all. No worries. No worries. No worries. Yeah, I do got a jaw harp, though. So, Sorry, what do you have? What do you have? <laughs> jaw harp. That jaw harp. Oh, a jaw. Okay. Yeah, a jaw harp. <laughs> cool, cool. Sweet, man. Yeah, and, and, and that's, you know what? Like, again, like the, the, the intention with this dream class is to really just like bring people together from all spectrums of dreams. Because literally, for those of you who tune into this class, you, you'll see that, you know, we'll get some people who like, vividly remember their dreams every night you get some people who lucid dream by default you get some people who who don't remember their dreams on a common basis and so this is like a chance for us to be able to look at some of the reasons as to like what is um you know developing our relationship with our dreams and i mean even just something that we do mention literally every class because i think it is worth mentioning especially considering like kind of the niche demographic of people who tend to be drawn to things like this one of the tips that we do talk about is the idea of just a relationship between cannabis and dream exploration dream recall um that's just the thing that i can even share, share from my own experience and we'll just hit upon it real quick here but we can always get back into it further for those of you who may be working with cannabis on a regular basis try if you choose to to cut back on it and to be able to observe your dreams like coming back and it is a common thing that if you're smoking cannabis that you won't necessarily remember your dreams um and that again that's like something that i've experienced too so like it's kind of making that choice of like do you want to like like quote unquote like get high in the physical or do you want to like roll the dice and get high quote unquote in the dream space by having some crazy psychedelic dream and and i think what's interesting is that within dreams it's like you really have to put a lot of trust in the dream process you kind of have to like surrender to it in that idea that it's like you don't know what dream you're going to have that night. There's there's no guarantee. Whereas if you like smoke cannabis, you kind of have an idea of what you're going to get. But within the dream space, you're you're kind of just like, like all right, like I am open to receiving what may come my way. And then sometimes like you may still not necessarily remember a dream, and that may be a common thing for you. But sometimes this is something we can talk about. It seems that the dream space has like this hyper intelligence that is constantly in communication with us and kind of only shows us what we're ready to see, or maybe that's not the best, best way to put it, but only serve only showing us like what is like right for us at that moment kind of thing. And sometimes that may mean not getting a dream because that may mean like, you know, it's just like, okay, um, and, and again, this is from personal experience. It's like, okay, like I didn't smoke weed today and then I'm going to dream tonight and then this is going to be awesome. And then I'll go to sleep and then I won't have a full recall of a dream and I'll be like, Hmm, but I can either make a choice at that point. I can either be like, well, screw this. I tried and go back to smoking cannabis and, and not care about my dreams. Or I can be like, no, like this is another chance to like practice vigilance and practice like determination and say like i know it's possible for me to remember my dreams and just because i didn't remember them this one night doesn't mean it's a be all end all so it may be something where it's just kind of the dreams and our relationships with our dreams can really like challenge us into refining our habits into refining our character into refining our characteristics and that is again like something that i think dreams are are really important are because 
whereas some people do have vivid dreams by default, other people, the, the, the every man, if we want to just, you know, use that term in general, has to dedicate a degree of intention and effort to be able to engage with their dreams on a deeper level. So it's really something that you kind of have to work towards and earn. And in the process of doing that, it makes the relationship more valuable that way. So when you do have that dream, you're just like, whoa, like, that was special because I worked for it. I am put the intention into it and the universe acknowledges that. It's just like, okay, like you've been doing good. Here's a gift, you know, and it may be like this, like super like blissful dream kind of thing. And we'll talk more uh, as we go again about like, what are dreams? Like, what are they, you know, from this multidimensional perspective. And uh, that's something that I'm super excited to always be able <clears throat> to talk about because again something i've said before i think the dream space is uh much closer to where we are actually from like that is like our origin space as soul and spirit that is what we are used to that is what we are born out of and then we come into the physical through like this process and we forget we forget that we're actually from there yet every night when we dream we're going back there and that is again where we were from before we were born and where we go to after we die and this is where you can start connecting the dots and the idea that the dream space it allows you to access information from a non-temporal perspective and it allows you to manifest things more instantaneously because it doesn't have the illusions of like this reality through the dimensions and the physicality of it. And uh, it allows you to like even interact with loved ones who have even passed on. So when you start looking at these like little clues, it starts drawing a little bit bigger, bigger of a picture as to what the dreams are. But again, like this is, you know, think for yourself, this is just kind of like me putting together the piece of pieces of the puzzle in a way that, is also logical um, for my brain to wrap around rather than just being like dreams are like something that the brain just makes up based on previous information. Yes, that's part of it. But um, to think about them as actually being like that etheric realm where we're actually from and by learning in the dream space, we're learning to create within this space. To me, that resonates. But again, just putting that idea out there and encouraging guys to keep asking questions and keep thinking for yourself. So with that said, we'll keep bouncing around and uh, we'll go through some more introductions. And uh, we do have um, Ashley, we have Bianca, and we have Katarina, and uh, a new player just joined the game, Starseed. Um, and so whoever would like to say hello next, please feel free to do so. And uh, just unmute your microphone and we'll pass the talking stick over to you. And uh, mm, 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 maybe if Ashley or Bianca wants to go, Katarina just dropped out. So um, if one of you guys wants to go, and if not, if you honestly just don't, if you're just more interested in listening, uh, that's totally cool too. We can just kind of keep bouncing around again. And uh, let me just check in with the people on the live chat in the meantime, see if there's any questions. Um, Again, guys, if you guys have any questions in the live chat, literally just write question before your question so that I can see it easier. So maybe Katarina wants to introduce herself next and do a quick little bit. Is that cool, Kat? Kat? Yeah. That, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, yeah. so we'll pass it over to Kat. And uh, Kat, you can say a little bit about who you are and uh, what brings you to Dream Class. And welcome to Dream Class. Hello, everyone. I'm Kat. And I am uh, from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, currently uh, in Vancouver right now. Um, what brings me to dream class? I've always really been re really fascinated with dreams ever since I was a child. Um, I always remember having like super vivid dreams and asking a lot of people and friends and family about their dreams and discovering that, you know, 
not many people really like looked into their dreams as much. And, and when I was young, I didn't really have a lot of uh, people to talk about what they might have meant or, or what other people's dreams were like, um, except for like a select few people. So there's always been this uh, inquisitiveness towards the, the topic of dreaming and, um, and the exploration and understanding your psyche through, through, through the dream space. And um, for me, it's always been a reflection of what it is I'm going through, no matter how like erratic and sort of like intangible the dream may seem. Um, for me, if, if I really try to examine it, there's always like a little bit or piece of something within the dream that's reflecting in my reality somehow that I either have to pay attention to or that I have to heal from or, or, you know, sometimes, um, sometimes like you'll dream about something and then you'll, you'll end up like meeting that person or running into that person. Like I sometimes get those, but not very often, um, the precognitive dreams. Uh, yeah. So, so dreaming has always really been a fascinating topic for me. Um, in recent times, I have been recording them just by taking like little jot notes. And then here and there, I'll, I'll write like the full scope dream if I have some time to sit down and really think about it. But I, I've been finding that lately I've been having like pretty decent recall. I didn't write down my two dreams that I had today. And I can remember most of, most of what's been happening. Um, uh, I don't take any dream supplements, but supplements, but I... Uh, yeah, I've been taking like a couple regular supplements, so maybe that's been helping with the recall. I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm a firm believer in the fact that, or in the idea that dreams uh, unveil a certain aspect of ourself that is needing to be healed from, um, which has been very relevant for me with the current dreams that I'm having in the last like few weeks. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be in this class with you guys to hear all your unique stories about your journey with dreams. And uh, yeah, I look forward to, to interacting and hearing all of it. Sweet. Sweet. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, Thanks Kat. Kat. No problem. <laughs> We'll uh, keep going from there. And uh, again, within this broadcast, if you guys have like any particular dreams that you want to share, uh, anything that you want to talk about to even be like, you know, maybe bring it up because you're asking people for more insight on what it may mean. Um, the other night I had a dream of Arnold Schwarzenegger and he was a vigilante superhero and he bit some guy's eyebrow off right in front of me. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I was already talking to Kat about this and I'm just like, maybe it, like it's like reflecting some sort of like, some sort of like deep rooted fear that I have of like somebody biting my eyebrows off. And I'm like, no, not my eyebrows. Those are like, without my eyebrows, I'm nothing. Um, for those of you listening to this in the audio in the future, uh, you could probably hear my eyebrows. <laughs> they usually get picked up on the microphone. Um, anyways, so uh, yeah, crazy dreams, right? Dreams have all sorts of crazy stuff in them. And again, like this is something we can talk about sometimes if the symbolism is just like so far-fetched. Because again, it's almost crazy how the universe is just like piling together information. It's almost like a random meme generator sometimes. Um, but it's uh, it, at the very least, if you have no idea what a dream actually meant, ask yourself how it made you feel. And then use that as a re as a reference point to like writing something down within your journal. And again, super basic tips, writing down things, writing down your dreams is like the like key 
practical tip for being able to interact with your dreams. It's developing your dream recall memory and also being able to do meditation and reality checks and uh, other tips and tricks. And we'll get into those. And we literally mention them in every broadcast, but it's always fun to go back because there's always going to be new people tuning into this broadcast every time that we do it. So shout out to those of you who may be tuning into this for the first time. So let's keep bouncing around some more guys. Um, we still got a couple more introductions and then we're going to just get into some basic free flow conversation. So uh, we do have Bianca and Ashley. If either of you guys wanted to say anything, please feel free. And if not, that is totally cool. Hey, um, I could go ahead Ashley and wants to. Okay, cool. Yes, Ashley, by all means, we'll pass the talking stick over to you and welcome. And what brings you to dream class? Once again. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Ashley Munoz. I'm here in Carlsbad, New Mexico, and if you hear any screaming going on in the background, it's either my sister or the kids. <laughs> um, I've been a part of the paradigm shift for quite some time now, and I've just recently started um, doing the dream class and the global meditations and everything else that Brendan does because he's so awesome, um, and I think it's been helping me a lot just with myself and getting to know myself and meeting all you wonderful people and I'm sure you can hear my kid next to me um, and um, I'm just here to learn with everybody else and share and yeah I'll go ahead and let somebody else go because this little guy obviously wants something Thanks, Ashley. And and you know, again, there's a whole topic there the the topic of like children remembering dreams. I have had some good conversations with some friends, and they're like conscious in their own way, and they have young children, and they've like talked about their children talking about their dreams. It's like some crazy far out there stuff because again, it gets into this idea. Um, which is so interesting that the soul is much older than the physical body. So it's it's logical that a young child would be having dreams that don't necessarily correlate to their age. Like a young child could be having dreams as a spirit, as a soul that are equally, if not more, quote unquote, advanced as our dreams that we have as adults. So that's why you can like have a young child having a dream and waking up and be like, mommy, mommy, like I was like, back in the fields in China and like I was, you know, and it's almost like a past life, like dream recall sort of thing, um, which is really interesting. So uh, again, just kind of planting those seeds for future topics that we can kind of bounce around and let's just keep going through the introductions, which we just have a couple more of. So we still have uh, Bianca and we do have a new player star seed. And if either of you guys wants to unmute yourself and do a brief introduction, please feel free to do so. And uh, we'll just uh, give a second for Bianca. So Bianca, yeah. go, go ahead. We'll pass the talking stick over to you. Welcome. And what brings you to Dream Class? Um, just curiosity and wanting to join, do something new. Um, speak to new people, listen to new stories. Uh, my, okay, my name is Bianca Macias. Nice to meet you all. Thank you for welcoming me. Um, I, have, I have pretty interesting dreams. Well, ones that I can remember and write down. And I've learned that writing them down, it, it is a major key player in the whole wanting to understand your dreams because it is, well, when you consider, when you analyze your dreams, each symbol represents a feeling or a mood or 
something that happens or it's a memory and when you start writing them down and you start looking closely at the details of each of your dreams and as you write them down you'll start catching the patterns and you'll start catching what each one really means and you'll be able to de decode and find out what your own dreams mean because the only person that really is good at decoding your own dreams is just yourself I mean other people can give you ideas and tips and how to do it but it can really mm, get you to introduce to your own self and introduce to your own inner feelings your own inner being um my dreams are pretty <laughs> pretty erratic they're they go from gentle loving caring dreams to just the most insane dreams where i'm stuck in war or where i'm thrown into somebody else's body and i'm shooting and killing everybody instead of them and also going back to childhood i end up having dreams back in childhood where I would be pretending that I was some kind of mythical creature or some kind of mythical being, but in my dream, it felt so freaking real. Oh man, there's just so much to say on the dreams. Um, and I'm actually kind of nervous. <laughs> um, I don't even know what else to say. Well, that's, that's, that's perfect, Bianca. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> cool. A lot of different stuff I could say on the dreams, so, but yeah, thank yeah. you for welcoming me. It's very this is awesome. I love this. Cool. I love all the guys you too. You guys are awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. Everybody's awesome. Everybody's awesome. Everybody's having fun when they're part of the dream. Everything is awesome when we're living in the dream. You guys know that song, right? Just made up um kind of so again guys let's keep bouncing around some more and uh again shout out to everyone tuning into this thanks again bianca show to all the participants and those of you in the live chat as well um i just want to read I'm, I'm reading some of the things you guys are talking about in the youtube i'm, I'm not going to be able to get all of it i just want to give a shout out because i read this uh not having this uh username uh left a comment here saying i had a hilarious dream about danny devito escaping from evil ninjas danny devito kept spouting profanities and the ninjas turned into ceramic figurines when he got away because of karma interesting <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of cool um again so it's really interesting when we start observing like how even our dreams begun, begin to get like filled up with the things that we absorb through our eyes and through our experiences. You know, it's an interesting thing. Like when you think about that, the idea that your dreams become polluted, not polluted, populated with whatever it is that you're absorbing during the day. And so in that sense, you could be doing that intentionally. So like, that's something where if I'm going to go see a cool movie, I'm almost going to go watch it to like download inspiration that I can use for my dream. Or, you know, maybe I'll like watch an anime because I'll be like, sweet. Like I want to be able to like download this into my consciousness so that it can show up in a dream. And then I'll be like having dreams of like riding light bikes, like out of Akira or something like that. And then, and then like, you know, like Tetsuo like goes all like, morphic blob type creature and and everyone's like shooting like psychic beams at each other and stuff like that you know I, anything anything can happen when you're you know talking about dreams and stuff so let's keep bouncing around and uh again huge shout out to everyone for being a part of this much love and um i think we only have one more introduction uh with the people currently joined but if do people do want to join uh, please feel free to do so. The links are in the YouTube info. And uh, we do have another player, Starseed. So Starseed, if uh, if you would like to introduce yourself, please feel free to unmute your microphone and we'll pass the talking stick over to you. So welcome, Starseed. 
Cool. Thank you, brother. Yeah, um, it's great to be here with you guys. Definitely already really digging what you guys have to say, um, really resonating with a lot of it. Um, I guess I'll introduce myself. My name is Dane. Um, I, let's see, first time I saw or heard about you, uh, Brendan, was when you did that video with Bridget a little while ago. And yeah, I really resonated with that. It was, it was really cool. Um, so let's see, is there probably mentioned before, like my roommate is Gabe Salomon. I know that you're um, pretty heavily involved with him and like uh, Zylock Universe. So live with those cats. They're awesome. We have a lot of a lot of fun together. But um, I guess like to share some of my experiences, um, I do find that, um, yeah, definitely like what I'm paying attention to during my waking state, my waking reality will bleed over into my dream state and like of course actions that I take throughout the day, my attention, all that kind of stuff um, seems to once again be reflected in my dreams um, and vice versa, you know, like what I pay attention to as far as like what I choose to recall and focus upon that I dreamt about um, will affect the waking reality. And it's a funny thing where it's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. Um, but <laughs> there definitely is a strong correlation. It's not um, in my experience and from my perspective, just like random happenstance stuff going on. There is, there is deeper uh, underlying messages being communicated. Um, yeah, so um, for me, like I really began to achieve a greater degree of clarity with regard to like what I was recalling and just what I was able to like remember and engage with um, at a more conscious level when I began to kind of go through like my awakening um, back around 2012 or so, you know, started eating like cleaner diet, um, implementing more meditation. Um, I was having like a lot of psychedelic experiences around that time as well. So that definitely played a big role. Um, it's also taking like, um, dream herb supplements and things like that. Um, but yeah, that was around the time that, um, for me, I began to remember like my experiences that I was having aboard ships and things like that. Um, and experiences like with ETs and higher dimensional, um, beings, higher dimensional consciousnesses and, just like interfacing with them and remembering that this is something that I had actually experienced my whole life. Um, but just because that wasn't something that was presented to me as normal or even possible, uh, by the society that I was raised in, I kind of dismissed a lot of that stuff or it kind of just got pushed to the background, um, and kept behind a filter or a screen until, I guess I was, I was activated, <laughs> so to speak, or ready to, uh, to dance with that, um, whatever that was bringing to the table and integrate that into my life. Um, so yeah, when I first began to recall, cause that's really a big staple component, not the only thing that I experienced in dream time, but a big part of the things that I experienced in dream time has to do with, um, ETs and, um, when I first began to recollect that as a pretty common uh, theme throughout my life, I was like, how do I integrate this like into, into my life? You know, it was pretty confusing at the time. Um, but yeah, now um, 
I am definitely finding a balance or finding that like that's kind of my role in this lifetime is to, to assist in integrating um, consciousness on earth and um, there are you know I'm not not necessarily alone or special in that regard there are like a lot of a lot of people who experience this stuff on a pretty regular basis um, but yeah um, I found a way to kind of once again just like integrate it into my life integrate it into my my music um, as like a huge source of inspiration for for instance the lyrics that I write and just the music that I create I'm an electronic music producer and performer, multi-instrumentalist. Um, anyone notice they have more dreams of the 11th of each month? That's interesting. Especially 11-11 this month. Um, anyways, yeah. Um, so I found a way to kind of like balance that with my, with my earth, uh, earthly obligations or what have you, um, or just being an earth human. Cause as you said, um, the notion of the you spoke to the notion of the soul being much older than the physical body um definitely agree with that and i know that like for instance my soul doesn't originate from earth i've had recollections or, or tuning into you want to call it past life or parallel life it's all happening now um so when you look at it from like the bigger picture of source there's no time it's all an illusion so um it's all kind of like parallel but yeah i've tuned into um, just the notion that, like, I'm not from Earth originally. Um, I'm a very, like, I'm going to say old soul, whatever. Um, but, yeah, so some of the experiences that I've had, like, on ships or, like, visiting other planets and things like that. Like, I had an experience recently where I was, like, on Venus, and it was what I feel to have been, um, like, a potential future timeline that I was tuning into, and it was, like, being terraformed, and they were building um, kind of various settlements and things like that, which was really interesting. And I had an experience last year um, where I was at Mount Shasta for the uh, the blood moon, the last uh, lunar eclipse. Um, and I was on board a ship, and we were, like, in a parallel Earth dimension or plane. It was very, very interesting. I was told my clairvoyant that my soul was from Venus. Oh, waiting for this time in history to come here. Hey, fill you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like really interesting. It was on earth, right? But the terrain was like very different. It was like very like purple and it was very strange and very amazing, very interesting. And I saw like a video by this guy, Arcturus Ra. I don't know if you guys know Arcturus Ra, but um, I did a video with him earlier this year when I was in um, Sedona with uh, my roommate Gabe and our other friend Nash, who I have like a very strong tie with, uh, with those two. But um, Ra was talking about one of his experiences when he was at Shasta and he was um, basically taken on board a ship or interfacing with um, a particular group of extraterrestrials. And he was basically pulled into this parallel earth dimension. And when he was describing it, what he was describing struck such a strong chord with me in terms of what I had experienced when I was there. So it was very, very interesting. Um, but, um, yeah, those are just like a few that I can recall. I've had some really fun ones lately of like flying around and stuff like that. And, um, I find that, yeah, once again, when I'm able to, um, just like pay more attention to my dreams and like, uh, Brendan was talking about like writing them down, um, doing reality checks and things like that. Like, 
counting my fingers, pulling on them because it'll be stretchy sometimes in dreams. Or like looking down. Um, for instance, I have a bracelet that I carry um, or that I wear. Like looking at it and reading it, and like looking away, and then like looking back at it and like trying to change the lettering or seeing like if it's shifted or anything like that. Or like looking at the clock and if it looks funky, then like maybe I'm dreaming. You know, stuff like that um, helps a lot. Um, but yeah, when I'm able, able to do that, then I'm able to, to um, achieve lucidity um, for maybe longer periods of time in my dreams. So it's definitely good to, um, yeah, just like adopt vigilance and adopt um, good practices with regard to, um, yeah, just like building a healthier relationship with the dreamer. So yeah, hope I didn't talk your ears off. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's uh, really exciting. Um, it's not, I mean, again, we do get a good variety of people uh, who are here, but one of the ones that are less common than normal are people who are common or who have had and, and are familiar with having like experiences uh, like with uh, ETs and other planets and like starseed connections and stuff like that. So it's good uh, to be able to have you here as like a representative of, uh, you know, a, a almost like a group of humans who who are having these experiences and, and i think that's kind of the thing is that you know we're, we're given the dreams that are kind of like right for our soul at this place in time and for some people uh again dreams can be like this very open door and for some people like they're like already um like at a certain level where they're just like yeah okay i'm having dreams and i'm like meeting aliens and i'm going to other planets and i'm like traveling through dimensions and i'm going through portals and stargates and wormholes and and it becomes a uh, like uh, eventually uh what or, or at least what i was going to say dane um is that it sounds like you're very grounded about these experiences whereas i think for a lot of people when in, even if they're having them for the first time it can be very easy to just kind of be like taken aback by them or, or or almost like let them kind of become like this ego fuel in a way so um yeah like I, i'd be interested in, in exploring a little bit more uh about the the topic of like experiencing contact with ets um within dreams because that is something that we've talked uh about before and so I'll kind of preface this uh, just to open this conversation up to anyone about what are some of the practical things that dreams can do for us? You know, like what are some of the practical uh, purposes that dreams can serve us? What are some of the things that they can do for our spirit? So, I mean, we've talked about like the idea of like, you know, they're showing us things that we need to heal, but in the same way, they can be like showing us past lives. They can be showing us future. They can be showing us premonitions. They can be connecting us with aliens and things like that. Um, so I, I kind of just wanted to, to open, <clears throat> to open that up. Uh, and maybe, um, maybe I'll just pass it to Dane just to go into the ET thing uh, a little bit more and then springboard that into general discussion. <clears throat> But yeah, like Dane, um, for, for yourself and, and for other people, like one thing that I just want to mention is the aspect of just discernment for you. Um, are, is discernment like something that is like within your practice? Like if you, you know, if, if I were to say, for example, if I were to wake up and I had a dream of like an alien, I would want to use discernment to be like, okay, like, am I going to categorize that as like contact or am I going to categorize that as like watching an alien movie and just having a dream about aliens sort of thing? Because it seems that again, like that's what happens within dreams. There's like sometimes where we're kind of like getting like these, like 
like mirages or kind of like the shadows of, of, of elements within our dreams. And we'll see an alien, but it may not really be an alien. And then sometimes it's possible, again, is it possible? That's the conversation here for us to like literally have contact with like an entity and an intelligence that is quote unquote, like alien to us within our dreams. And I guess the way to know like which one's which is by like how it feels it is really kind of like the way to sort of be able to govern. Um, and again, to just like how, so yeah, passing it over to you, like for your own process, were you, were there points when you were doubting these experiences? How do you bring discernment uh, into your experiences of meeting ETs? And, and what were those experiences like that for you helped like allow them to become uh, what you recognize them as today? And, and what, and you know, how do they serve you? Right. Um, yeah. Well, once again, just like kind of going back to when my awakening began, um, when I was beginning to have more transparent recall of these experiences, I didn't know necessarily how it fit within my current framework of reality that once again, I'd presented to me growing up. I didn't know like how to integrate those experiences. And so to be honest, I was like pretty freaked out <laughs> when it first started happening or it had been happening my whole life. But when I first began to consciously register that this was going on um, and I kind of like almost wanted to ignore it, you know, just like pretend like it wasn't happening because that would be like easy or whatever. But yeah, like discernment definitely came into play and I did check with myself like for one am i going crazy <laughs> um okay i'm not crazy this is actually happening too okay like what do i do with this like why is this happening like how how does this fit within my life's trajectory um and to whether or not when we do have experiences that um, have to do with ETs, like whether that's a projection of our consciousness or a figment of our imagination or whatever, or versus this experience is actually happening. I'm actually interfacing with another being who is communicating things to me. Um, and for me, like when I am having an experience that has to do with like being on a ship or something like that, it's totally different than a dream that for instance would be a projection of my own consciousness. Like if I'm within a reality simulation going through an exercise or something like that on a ship, it's totally different. Um, or like if I'm, if I'm doing like a mission or something um, with, I work a lot with my roommate Gabe. Um, so like if we're on the ship together and we're like doing something, um, it's totally different than my other dreams. Um, it's like much more vivid. I'm much more present. Um, things are just like very clear. There's a specific like vibration to it. There's a specific feeling to it, which is very, very on point. I'm glad that you used that, um, that term, just like feeling into, um, whether or not, um, once again, you are actually interfacing with another consciousness or you're just projecting something. Um, so yeah, um, the feeling capacity, the intuitive capacity is like super crucial to discerning what's going on. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Very, very important. 
just a second, I'm gonna plug my laptop in. Um, but I, that's pretty much all I have to say for him. Okay, cool, cool, awesome, man, sweet. Um, yeah, we'll definitely be able to pass it back to Dane a little bit more. Um, but, but again, you know, like we can open that up to other people in the discussion because this is a safe place to do so for people who want to talk about, uh, experiences that they may have had with quote unquote ETs within the dream space. And just to give it like a little bit of an overview, um, again, kind of trying to piece this together from a way that makes sense for me, uh, we've talked about this before in other dream classes, but it seems to be that the dream space is kind of like this common hub, this common like central access point that other aspects of the universe can sort of gain, like can, can commonly come to. So when we're dreaming, we're not just in our head, we're literally in like a shared collective space. And sometimes when we're dreaming, we are kind of compartmentalized into our own little bubbles. But at the same time, we're also potentially almost in like a common lobby, almost like in a video game server. And then other people can join our server. And then sometimes like consciousness, the universe itself will like see, be like, oh, okay, like Brendan's logged in. Hold on, let me like log in too. And I'm going to join his server and, and connect with him and send him a message. And then oftentimes is that like, these are like other parts of consciousness that that are already more aware of that multidimensional reality. Like we, <clears throat> again, we here as humans, we're waking up to this idea like we're we're kind of waking up to the idea that like this reality is not just this physical experience and and the soft wake up process is happening through our dreams so um it's uh it's a really worthwhile thing to note of like the different experiences we are having with other forms of intelligent entities uh within dreams so um i just want to be able to like invite anybody else um, because like even Kiwi's asking, has anyone had experiences with ET in their dreams? Um, because and, and I'll just say this real quick, and I'll pass it to Jeremy, because like sometimes there are people who will even talk about like how after a quote unquote experience or like an abduction experience that like the memories can almost feel like a dream or, or, or there can be like false memories replaced. So, I mean, we're kind of getting into this like category here of like ET alien abductions. But as you start exploring this, you start realizing that like all of these phenomena overlap. And, and the dream space is like a great place to observe like how they overlap. So Jeremy, let's pass it over to you and uh, anything else that you want to say at this point in the discussion, feel free. Um, yeah, just continuing with the flow here. Um, uh, you guys were asking about anyone who had had an experience with an extraterrestrial in the dream realm. And um, I had one just a few weeks ago and it was, I think right around the set time as the last dream class that I attended. I, and um, I have a reoccurring dream about, uh, about UFOs, about having UFO sightings. Um, and it's always kind of in the same place, and the UFOs are always kind of the same. And it always feels like something that happened to me when I was younger that I'm remembering. But it always plays out a little bit differently uh, when, the, when the extraterrestrials... First, the sighting is always the same. Uh, there's usually a large metallic bridge bridging between two cities. Uh, like maybe like New Jersey and New York or something like that. And, um, and I'm on some grass or some greens and I'm looking up and I see the ships over top of the bridge. And um, sometimes the dream progresses into a dystopian sort of thing or they're invading and there's some sort of plot line there. Um, but um, the one that I had just recently, it really did have that feel like of something that was completely um, beyond me. And that was sentient, and uh, um, 
and it was a it's always a, it's also it's always a female presence this thing and it's always a little bit scary too when it does uh, come down and um and this one, I it actually, I think this one actually convinced me that there is something there that's trying to communicate with me, and because it, it felt like it was, it, it felt so um, much like that there it had actually happened when I woke up. And um, this one wasn't, um, it wasn't, it was, it was, it had a, a fearful component to it because I always know where the stream goes once it gets to a certain point. That there's usually some sort of conflict, but uh, this one involved. Um, the beings coming down and um, entering into the house that we were running to escape into and just sort of materializing inside the house already. And it was like a female snail, but a large like snail kind of thing and uh, very scary looking. And I remember like this time that it wanted me to touch it so that it, I didn't have to, for some reason, if I touched it, it wouldn't have to attack me because um, it's kind of like getting past my fear of it. Wish we get into like the psychological interpretation of this. I mean, obviously, dreams are a muddy concept. That's one thing I always usually come back from any of these paradigm shift meetings with is the muddy ground between where does psychology end and where does the super super reality begin, you know, and how interconnected they are. So I oftentimes think about that, but this one actually did feel like it was connecting with the super reality, transcending just the psychological. Um, um, encrustations of layers or something inside my head that I had actually contacted something. And uh, I think I'll leave the rest of the details out. I don't think that, yeah, there's some more stuff that happened after I touched it, but um, I'll just leave those out. But uh, um, it was definitely a really interesting dream. And that actually happened like just like two weeks ago. And I think it was either before or after one of the dream classes that I had gone so, so I have had a recent experience with that. And it was very vivid, and it really did. Um, like uh, Starseed said, it felt. It's like, I guess one thing I can relate to when you know that it's real is like the difference between two different politicians. One you know is lying, and one you know is telling the truth. I guess kind of thing. I don't know. It's like it feels different. <laughs> I don't. I don't. It just. It just feels different. You know, when you know that someone is operating on a like a clean conscience, even if that. I think one of the, sometimes those people might be telling the truth, but they're deluded. So they think they're telling the truth. They, they are telling the truth, but they don't know what they're talking about. So that's, the, that's I think, a weird paradox with politics. But that's just kind of an example of people need another example of like that feeling you get from, from this. And this definitely had that feeling of being very real. And I woke up feeling like I had been contacted by something, but it was very... Um, It's something that I could have forgotten about. It wasn't important to me. Like I've, I've um, had a lot of experience uh, collecting other people's UFO stories and different experiences I had. And some people um, I do question whether they're real and other people I don't. Um, um, but, um, and some people's experiences are truly forgettable. Like it was just some moving lights in the sky and other people it's like something where it's like UFOs like floating over their house, terrifying them, you know, like orbs of light knocking on their window or something like this. So, you know, some, some are more forgettable than others. And I say this one was in that, that zone where if it wanted it to pass away under my subconscious, I could have let it, um, but it did leave me with a certain feeling of being very uh, uh, beyond my own feedback loops yeah. in my mind. So.
Thanks for thanks for sharing that, Jeremy. And and I think that does um, bring up a, a very interesting point of just like it, it, it's it's really interesting in dreams. Um, and it just kind of got me thinking again. You know, it seems that like dreams that we're having, they're they're complex. They're not just us. There's kind of like a bigger aspect of the universe that is also having a, some sort of role to play within our dreams. Sometimes our dreams literally are very much just like our own bubble. But again, sometimes like other parts of the universe are like putting their fingers in our dream and are stirring the pot or are like directing some of the scenes or something like that. And I'm just to give you like, like a little bit of an, an analogy. It's almost as if there's parts of the universe that are, again, as consciousness, trying to help it wake itself up. So it's, it's almost like there's like parts of the universe that are almost like going like fishing and, and their objective is to like help wake us up. And so, you know, they'll, they'll like imagine this scene. So like you, some person is going to sleep, some higher dimensional intelligent consciousness is like, is like, all right, like, okay, uh, 7 p.m. tonight, I got some guy on earth and uh, I'm going to try waking him up. Let's see, what dream can I use? Scroll through here. Let's go with the old... Uh, abduction in the field scenario and uh yeah let's pick that one and then it's just like let's run this program you know it's literally kind of like just like this higher dimensional like very like technological um like, like interdimensional uber driving or something like that you know it's maybe, like you, don't even, maybe yeah. you don't even know it's like what the car is going to look like or anything and this person's like whoa what's this like yeah, i heard yeah. this some some <laughs> some part of me ordered this. Some part of me ordered this. So, so again, yeah, it's almost as if like, tentacles. My Uber driver has tentacles. Oh my god, not this one again. So maybe, so maybe if, even if we don't consciously order it, maybe there's like a higher part of the universe that's almost like dictating things from a very managerial level, and it'll be like, okay, like human six nine two, like they're ready for a dream, like okay, and then like Joe from like the dreams department, go send them a dream, and then like. Joe's job will be to like try to leave a dream that will be a mix of both impressionable without being forgettable. And so, you know, they'll be like, it's kind of like this like fine balance where it's just like, you know, they'll, they'll have that dream and then the person will be in that experience and it'll be like really something and like maybe the moon will turn into a portal and they'll hear the voice of the universe speak to them and tell them that they're special or something. And then they kind of like wake up and then they're just kind of like, whoa, like that was crazy. And then later by the day, they like accidentally forget it. And then, you know, like Joe up in the dreams department, he's just like, damn it. You know, like I tried really hard. Like I was hoping he would remember that. Like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to try again next week, you know? So again, this it doesn't make sense. Maybe to a degree it actually does um, just by kind of putting those ideas out there. When we start opening up to the concepts that like we are not alone in this and our dreams are kind of, again, the shared space where other aspects of consciousness are coming in. And sometimes, again, sometimes they appear as ETs. Sometimes they appear as other entities. Sometimes they appear as mantis beings. Sometimes they appear as gnomes. It's very, very interesting to observe the different entities that we can engage with within our dreams, especially when you get into the idea that who people are portraying themselves in dreams isn't necessarily always who they are. And so getting further down the road, like that's, this gets into the idea of like, if you're lucid in a dream and some guy comes to you, who's like, looks like some sort of wizard, it's not a bad idea to be like, be like, prove you're a wizard or like, how do I know you're a wizard or something? And then it turns out that it's actually a gray disguising itself as Gandalf. Cause it knew you would recognize it. And there was like something like slightly off about it that you picked up on. And then the gray's like, Oh no, abort, abort. And then it like runs away or something like that. But, but then maybe you'll feel the difference, you know, you and be feel like, it. yeah, this wizard sounds like Mario. It's, 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 that's it's, 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 it's over. Like, yeah, sounds like super Mario, but it's a wizard. <laughs> 
Yeah, something's not right here. Like somebody's it's Super Mario. He's hiding as a wizard or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, dude, that's actually so cool that you see that. Because like, with Devin, go ahead, pass pass over to you. I just want to go go do your introduction. I was about to pass it to you anyway. Okay. So go talk about anything. Been, um, been here for a little bit, but it's just like what you were just about, like what you were just saying about the whole like it's kind of like a secretary. Like I I almost had this connection with uh, ayahuasca. And I actually saw her as a secretary in my dream. Because uh, one of the questions I asked her was like, so many people are connected to you and you're, you're, you're your own being, right? You're a spirit yourself. How do you keep track of all these people? And like, she's literally trying to like raise the consciousness of like all human beings by doing exactly what you just said. Like, hmm, Devin, you know, and the, the awesome thing about ayahuasca is she doesn't show you more than what you can actually handle. And right, so she doesn't give you like a dream or like a vision that's like that you can process consciously, but like just at the tip so that you actually can like, you, you know, you take one bite at a time, you don't try and digest the whole burger. And one of the crazy, actually I had an astral rejection with her two days ago. <clears throat> she said, we're gonna practice grounding. I'm like, yeah, I love grounding, you know, really nervous person. But then um, what happens after astral rejection? So I'm actually like quite used to it now. It's like, it's, it's, it's awesome. I pop out of my body and I'm all light and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, where are we going? Like, we're going to the earth. We're going to the center of the earth. So I'm like, cool, it's going to be hot down there or something, right? And, you know, um, the positive and negative connections of the earth is, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's like Agartha, like the city within, like the city inside the earth with like a sun and, uh, a sun and everything. Um, I'm, I'm projecting, I'm going down, 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 and I feel myself getting heavier, heavier, and heavier until I get to this point where I feel another pop but instead of becoming really light, I'm like super sluggish and like super slow. Everything is like super heavy. So I'm guessing that I'm really down deep. I'm like, why am I down this deep? And then all of a sudden there's like a second pop and I become light again. And I see this, I see this temple and I see a, I see a sunlight and I'm like, holy shit. Like, is this the realm of Agartha? Like, am I inside the, uh, the city within the earth? And I get super excited, right? That I wake up. So my body pops twice again, I fly back, slam into my body, I wake up, rush to the bathroom and puke because of like how intense just like I was projecting. Like I'm literally like chalking up to like, I don't know, I didn't even eat much the day before, but I'm like puking like crazy into my toilet. But I'm also in like tears because I'm like, oh my God, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever, ever seen in my life. And it was crazy. And I'm, I'm sure she like, you know, ayahuasca being like, the spirit of the earth, she wanted me to show that. She wanted to show me that, but just barely enough so that I become aware of it, so that I can, you know, I, the more I'm aware of it, the more I can practice, you know, being able to sustain myself there. But, like, it was such a huge surprise, and, you know, I, I wake up and I'm puking and stuff, but that's kind of my, I didn't meet anyone there. I just saw, like, a quick vision, but, like, I knew it's, like, I felt it. I felt that it was real. Like, it's, you know, it wasn't a projection of my own mind, but I actually physically feel like I almost manifested there, but yeah. So that's just my experience. Dude, that's crazy, yeah. man. That's awesome. <laughs> Devin, thank you so much for sharing that again. You know, like the intention of this broadcast is to help like document some of the crazy experiences that we're having from week to week. And, and that is definitely a, a very wild experience, but again, like something that now that like somebody's had that experience and, and not to say other people haven't like, that's like, 
worth taking note of. It's like, okay, like it is possible to teleport to Agartha within our dreams. Check, you know, like if that's literally what we're thinking about happened. And, and again, you know, within dreams, there's kind of two, two, at least if we're categorizing it very simply, two degrees of it. One where you're like wearing a virtual reality helmet and you're kind of like in like this virtual reality mode of the dream. And, and it's kind of just like keeping you entertained. And then there's another mode where you like take off the helmet and you literally see the dream space around you. And that can also be like an actual place or like an actual location within the astral realms within the physical realms, within the multidimensional realms. And in this case, like Agartha, like the hollow earth, if for those of you who aren't familiar, it's like a, you know, a place theoretically within the earth that is also kind of like also quasi dimensional and can be accessed through like portals and can also be like accessed like through the inner portal. And I'll just say this, because again, I would I just want to pass it around and maybe Dane has anything he wants to jump in on or anybody else who wants to talk about it, experiences going to Agartha um, hollow earth and stuff. But again, you know, how is this possible? How is this happening? One element that we just want to keep in mind is the idea that like within our dreams, it's not like we're just like going to sleep and, and, and magic happens. Part of the magic that happens is like also like involving like the chemical process of our dream process, which does involve like DMT. And so like, you know, we, we've talked about that here and there and people always make that connection, the connection between like DMT and dreams and everything like that. But at the very, at the very simplest way of explaining it again, like DMT is like a psychic, you know, a, a very potent psychedelic experience. And, and if you extract it from plants, it's found all throughout nature and it can be smoked and it's the most psychedelic experience that you can have, um, like relative to an individual's like potential. And yet it is a chemical that's released in our brain every night when we sleep and is also released like when we were born and when we were dying. So the reason why I'm saying this is to connect the dots that it seems that the the purpose of DMT is like literally to like open up our access to the interdimensional portals that are inside of us. Literally, you can think of like the third eye and the crown are actually portals. So like if we're thinking about traveling through the universe, we don't necessarily have to like go out there. We literally can go inwards and through there, it like gives us like a hyperlink to anywhere within the universe. So when we're asleep, like we're tripping balls by default. Yet sometimes when we're asleep, we can like activate like a deeper level of that ball trippingness. And, and in the process of doing that, it can like literally like, you know, with the, 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 like, just like a, almost like a, toggle of a switch it can like blast us into another realm it can send us into another realm sometimes it can be like very like abrupt and sometimes it can be smooth and everything but it does seem that that's like what is happening uh again every single night when we're dreaming like we are literally having a very potent psychedelic experience and simply by being aware of this is like opening up to the potential that it's like okay you're going to sleep no you're not just going to sleep you're opening up the potential to like literally travel wherever you want because i mean let's look at the potential of dreams what happens if you were to go to dream fully lucid every night what happens if you were to go to sleep and literally had full control you're just like okay i want to go to gartha i want to go to venus i want to go to the future i want to go to the past like literally like it seems as if the dream space is like so freaking potential so much ripeness and potential that that's why we aren't allowed to access it all at once. It is like giving a child a bazooka. 
And, and that's why like the universe is just like easy, like careful. We're going to slowly introduce this to you as you get older. And we're only going to show you what you're mature or ready enough to, to be able to like handle, um, from that perspective. So, um, yeah, let's just keep opening up the, the Devin, go ahead, jump right back in. Yeah. Just like, um, with that, with that as well, it's just kind of like, I feel like the pineal gland is that physical manifestation of those two like positive and negative points that create a connection. I feel like the, the pineal gland is that physical man manifestation that's actually like in our, like in the very center of our heads, right? So that's just that's what I that's what I truly believe now. And like yeah, with just like taking baby steps with like becoming more conscious because like you know physical manifestation. Someone wins the lottery, right? on a spiritual level, technically all that money is power, right? That money is power. But once it's given to them in such uh, an abrupt form, like such an immense form, they become irresponsible with it. So it's kind of leveling off like consciousness with your responsibility. It's like who you are actually as a person has a lot to do with how conscious the universe will allow you to become. It's like, it, cause there is, you know, I think um, one of the guys in the last broadcast was saying like, there's been like, literally spiritual warlords who have tried to like conquer galaxies just because they've attained some form of really potent spiritual energy. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And, um, just like, uh, related to, um, uh, actually I forget what I was going to say. Let's keep passing around. Um, so anybody else who wants to jump in at this point, uh, it was something about the pineal gland that I was going to say in particular, what was I going to say? something it's okay it'll come back um so if anybody else wants to jump in at this point um maybe dane did you want to jump in on anything yeah uh, yeah go, go ahead yeah like, sure thoughts I, on, I actually Devin's um, the experience or anything yeah it's actually really interesting that made me recall a, a dream that i had like two nights ago where um i was like within a simulation um or what I feel to have been a simulation, but I was like traveling through inner space. Um, but it was within the context of understanding that um, in the same way that we receive energy from the central sun through um, like the central sun of our Milky Way galaxy through the sun, that energy is relayed to earth. And then that energy from earth, from the central sun of the earth, as you were talking about in Agartha, is relayed to us. In that way, you can travel backwards through that in order to access um, like more macroscopic, macrocosmic, um, longer distance um, kind of like locations. If you have specific locations in mind, um, you can travel very vast distances by going. Um, through like the reverse of that process. I don't know if that makes sense. It's like hard to like kind of articulate, um, um, I guess what I mean, but I was traveling through, um, inner space and I was like, basically the briefing of the mission was something like I had to like deactivate a constellation, which I interpreted later on when I woke up as like kind of just deactivating a stargate or something like preventing access there's one specific constellation that I had to deactivate and it was very, um, yeah, 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 totally. Um, it was, it was very, 
uh, interesting with regard to what you were talking about, about kind of penetrating these specific layers of the earth. Cause I experienced something very similar when I was like, basically all the constellations were like within this sphere and I was traveling deeper and deeper and deeper into this sphere. And it was really interesting because at first I penetrated the membrane of it because I was outside of it. And I was, I was just pure consciousness. I didn't necessarily have a body, but I like penetrated the sphere. And then all the constellations were nested inside. And I had to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And it was the, the deepest and the farthest constellation tucked within the sphere. Um, and yeah, and then I, I, I deactivated and I came out. Um, but it was interesting because I found it to be representative once again of just like the notion that the universe is within us and we can travel just simply by going within, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. It's, it's really, really interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, just going on that, I, I remembered what I was going to say and, and maybe there's a reason why I forgot, but it kind of, it links in with everything and what we're talking about now. And Dane, thanks again. Really appreciate your contribution. Um, oh yeah. It's the, my pleasure, man. Sweet man. And uh, shout outs to uh, Zylock and Gabe, if they're nearby. They're Dude, they were, well, they were part of that dream, which is really funny because his, oh, yeah. Univ- his name is Univerous. His name is Univerous, right? And and my first album was called Universe. My first album was Starseed. Like, spelled the same way, Y-O-O. And he said that in the dream. He was like, universe. Like, the universe is within you. Mm. So it's very funny. Hey, <laughs> but yeah, I'll... I'll t- yeah, I was going to say, like, are they around uh, or anything? Is, is Zylo- yeah, they're... Okay, so they're, is they've Zylo been shooting... The- pop in. You can... <laughs> it, it's not the first time you've been on a broadcast, so... I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think though. that... I don't think that our our friend is is necessarily ready to pop in right now, no but worries, um, they're no they're shooting a, they're shooting another episode of Zylock on Earth okay, as we cool. speak. Sweet, sweet, that's awesome, man. Sweet. Okay, so yeah. shout out to Gabe Solomon and and Zylock, some of our uh, conscious co-creators here through Paradigm Shift Central. And uh, <laughs> Zylock's like, if you've seen him before, like he's literally an alien. And uh, maybe maybe we'll see him in this broadcast, but otherwise, shout out to them. Um, so what I was going to say, uh, one thing when we were talking about the pineal gland and the relevance of that, piecing together some of the dots and stuff. One thing that actually came up in the comments um, was the idea of the Bifrost. And maybe some of you already know what the Bifrost is. But the Bifrost is uh, something that, again, you maybe you heard about it in the, the like Marvel movie about Thor. Because it shows up within the uh, within like the Norse mythology, but the Bifrost is also known as the Rainbow Bridge, and the Bifrost is kind of like this metaphor for traveling through dimensions. And the Rainbow Bridge is kind of like this term that we use um, when often talking outside of Norse mythology about the process of like someone passing on. Um, sometimes you'll hear this commonly with like pets and animals. They'll say like you know like we're taking them across the Rainbow Bridge, we're walking them across the rainbow bridge and so the rainbow bridge again is is from my best guess logically is like pointing to this hyperdimensional stargate portal that is like our pineal gland and again like when we die we're literally crossing over the rainbow bridge 
which is in itself almost like a metaphor for like the potent psychedelic experience that would happen at death, which would be like very rainbow-esque with like multiple colors and sacred geometry and dimensions that we're flying through. And again, like that same experiences is what can be experienced uh, when like working with DMT, like while alive and conscious. And so every night when we die, every night when we dream, we die kind of, uh, so to speak. Dying is just a transition process. It's just, a, it's just like moving from one place to another um but the process of like the just taking note of the bifrost again which is the norse mythology known as the rainbow bridge and in that mythology it relates to this idea of like traveling through dimensions across the rainbow bridge and so the fact that the norse even had a reference to this interdimensional travel thing is just something to take note of um and we can always go back to explain that a little bit later but yeah bifrost rainbow bridge pineal gland and every night we're going through portals um yeah keep that in mind uh dave you got your microphone open we can pass over to you yeah, it's um, the, the Dakota Indians, uh, one of their, uh, the chiefs said that the rainbow people are going to be the ones that come back and uh, protect the land when, when the time comes. So, um, I, I put a video on there of my experience. Sorry, Dave, not to interrupt, but your microphone's coming in like a little like choppy. Um, it wasn't before. I don't know if you just want to try wiggling it or something. Um, no, now I think you might have unplugged it actually somehow. Well, it's in the computer, so I hope not. Okay, no, I guess not. Okay, go, go ahead though. Um, but if it's choppy, whatever, but that's yeah, that's not a problem. Just let me know, brother. Just let me know. Well, uh, keep, keep going for now. That's cool. I put a video on there that I did when I first uh, had my had my experience of, of of waking up, and it was one of the very first concepts that came to me. And uh, I posted it over there on the side. So it was like the ver- first video that I had, beard and meditating. Uh, and it's about time travel. It's, and it's awake, uh, specifically with thoughts, to be able to uh, have a thought of, a, of time I spent with my grandmother and go back and, uh, you know, go back there and go, you know, my grandma, we, we, we ate the pie together, and now my grandma's dead, and she died of cancer and now my dad's got cancer. So I was watching myself literally travel back there, grab that energy and bring it into my present moment. And uh, it, it really, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's almost like a dream, you know, it's, I mean, it's all really dreams. Uh, I'm going to sit with that for a little bit. Yeah, but I posted the video over there and uh, check it out because it's it's pretty pretty uh, hitting on what you guys are what you're talking about the the traveling hmm. thoughts become work. things. The the mind is one of the most powerful things in the world. You know, totally. it can do anything. Totally, man. Sweet, that's awesome. And your your microphone, we we fixed it apparently, so that was perfect. So that came yeah. through loud and clear. I I almost want to get rid of the definition of dream. Just because of like what level like suits everything at like when someone like when a, a common person just hears the word dream like oh that thing that just happens when you sleep and it's in your it's all in your mind right it's not I almost want to like re redefine that so it was like no this is actual like I don't know, I want to call it like cloud consciousness or something like that just like to like refer to it to because like it's so much more like validating and real that way it's like it's more understood when it's when it's place beside those definitions instead of just like 
dream just still carries that kind of like it's a far away kind of feel to it you know it's like i want to redefine that go but yeah okay so what would be like your redefinition of both okay because i i was thinking thinking myself like okay so we'll, we'll try and break it down to make it easier for you try and create a definition for dreaming first and then create a definition for dreams so how would you define dreaming if, if you could try and think about that for a second and i'll give it a shot too i'm dreaming to me like i carry like the definition towards me it's like it's a reflection of just like some like a reflection of your emotions it's just something that when you go to bed naturally happens to you and it's it's not much, you know, it's not something that you should take much of. It's just your mind playing tricks on you. But that's not what actual dreaming is to me. It's just what I feel the common, that like societal definition to it is. And it's like, I feel like, I feel like there'd be a more, more gravity, more like gravitation to it if it's, if it's shown for what it truly is. And it's, it's this reflection to your true being. And I, I feel like, you know, if I'm just talking to someone and I bring up dreams and they're like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Dreams. Everyone, everyone happens to everyone. And it's like, do they, they don't get the, the actual message of like what's actually happening. So it's like, I don't know what word I use to replace it, but it's, you know, it's that, it's just me wanting to kind of like reach out and go deep with, go deep with things. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. It's kind of like my frustration with just like, I guess people not really, understanding the full extent of their own potential and it's just like me running into like my own blocks and like other people's blocks just kind of like that that yearning to like connect in that really you know conscious deep way but i just can't reach a person you know i can't reach a common person calling it a dream almost after like you know school them up but it's like i feel like there's some way that i could just like show them without actually having to like you know you know, teach them by the book or something like that. I don't know. I might be dreaming. There you go. <laughs> We're all dreaming, man. Um, yeah, and and dude, like, okay, so I've thought about this before and, and inviting anybody else who wants to take a crack at this and uh, also shout out to Eddie. Uh, Eddie joined the Hangout and, and we'll, get, uh, we'll get him to say hello in the next minute. And uh, with dreaming, one way that I've simply defined dreaming, and we got some people defining it in the chat as well, which is good. Um, the dreaming is uh, very simply put the process of the mind creating if i could just like put it into like a very few simple words so dreaming is the process of the mind creating and then so like obviously like if i'm using that way to define it that like kind of relates to this idea that that is something that we are always doing if that's the case, which is exactly my point. The point is we are always dreaming the dream. And therefore the dreams are like what we refer to as like the, the places where we observe the act of the mind creating. So dreams are the place dreaming is the action yet dreaming as an action is kind of like what creates the place, so to speak. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like it's almost to think that like, yeah, like dreaming came first and then dreams as a word kind of like follows it uh, relevance to the idea that everything is like being created through the process of dreaming kind of thing. Um, 
Yeah, and just kind of giving a shout out to people in the chat. I'm just going to read real quick. So people, uh, Quinn said, dreams are simply put dimensional traveling. Uh, Maxi says, it's the place within ourselves we aren't even conscious of. N- uh, none, not having this says reflection of your true being. Uh, and uh, Maxi says exchange of emotional energy is a significant part of the experience of reality. So yeah, again, like that I feel is like what dreams are really teaching us. They're teaching us that like everything is mind, everything is being created by mind. And as you think, so shall you become. And if you think about things in a dream, you can go there, you can teleport, you can manifest, you can like go to Agartha and stuff like that. But again, it seems to be that there's like very degrees of abilities within dreams that aren't even like fully accessible to us um it seems like they're almost like hidden within our code but we don't really have full access to them yet because if we do if we were to maybe it would like short circuit our consciousness or something it would be like too much in a way for for our feeble earth bound minds in, in a sense yet every now and then you do get people who are just like they'll wake up and they'll just be like, whoa, like I had the craziest dream and my life is like never going to be the same. And sometimes that is the process of what happens from a lucid dream. And again, you know, lucid dream is like when you're in a dream and you know you're dreaming. A lot of people, their their like awakening process will happen as a result of them having a lucid dream. You know, like they'll have a lucid dream and to them it's just like, wow, I firsthand experience, I know it in my heart that like I was literally there, I was experiencing that moment, had a present moment as real as this one, and I wasn't in my body, and this shifts my paradigm because I thought my body was the only thing that experiences were really like happening through. Um, So yeah, again, like uh, dreams are just like such an awesome teacher and talking about them is just helping us uh, really see more of our our cosmic place within this hyperdelic reality. Um, so I want to take a moment here to actually be able to pass it over to, to Eddie and, uh, Eddie is, uh, tuning in from Australia and, uh, Eddie, we've gone around the circle, basically, uh, basic introductions of, uh, who we are, what brings us to dream class. And, and we've talked, we've been talking, we've been having some really good conversation, um, about like meeting other entities within dreams, like having contact with like aliens, ETs and other entities within dreams. And like, uh, Devin was actually talking about how he like, traveled to Agartha within his dream very momentarily and like he felt that like the mother ayahuasca was guiding him there and then he like woke up from it and like literally threw up because it was like such like a shock to his uh to his system in a sense um so again just giving you a little recap on some of the things we've been talking about but Eddie welcome to dream class and we'll pass the talking stick over to you tell us a little bit about what brings us here and anything else that you think people should sort of uh keep in mind when as we're piecing together some of the some of the parts of the puzzle and uh whatever you have from your perspective of things so welcome yes right hi everyone uh my name's Eddie. I can't say that I know a lot about dreams. I, I've never really explored the concept a lot. Um, I choose not to dream. Um, and uh, I, I, do, like, I do dream, but I don't remember them very well if I do have one. And what I mean when I say... Um, I choose not to dream. Uh, I, I, I smoke the green, the green stuff. And if anyone smokes the green stuff regularly, they'll know that your dreams kind of fade away. They just stop. You, When you go to sleep, that's it. It's lights out. 
and when you wake up, lights come back on. And there's no dream. There's no vision or psychedelic experience. It's just nothing. You're unconscious. You're out of this. And then when you wake up, you come back. From time to time, as an adult, I run out of the green stuff and have to go a few days or a week here or there chasing it, trying to get back on. And all my dreams start up again. And uh, where I'm at now with my life, I've been a shaman now for probably six years, um, which means I I know how to open my third eye. I can project my consciousness out of my body. um, And I can connect into Earth's higher dimensional reality. And it's completely different to a dream. To, to me, a dream is more like a virtual simulator, whereas opening your third eye is venturing a different dimension of reality. Uh, it seems like um, opening your third eye is real and having a dream is um, a fantasy. It's like a, a virtual reality. This is my take on it, and I'm very inexperienced in it. And what leads me to believe that is uh, I'm not what you'd call a typical shaman. I'm, I'm more like um, like a warrior shaman. I, I, I'm, I'm not um, 100% love and light. I'm 50-50 uh, love and light and darkness and chaos, I suppose. I, I sit right in the middle zone. And it kind of unsettles some people and others just, I don't know, they don't get it. I, I, I keep a lot of this stuff to myself because uh, it's hard to explain. I really don't understand it myself. When I'm out of my body, it's like my consciousness is in genius mode. And when I'm in my body, it's like my consciousness is in Oh, okay. I think we. I think Eddie froze there. That's a common thing. His his computer is all the way in Australia. So, um, we'll, we'll wait for Eddie to jump back in it. And I did want to like give uh, just like a couple of responses to him. Um, just kind of like what he was saying uh, about like the idea of dreams being a virtual reality. But that was something we hit upon earlier, where it seems that that that's just like one of the multiple layers within dreams. Where like if if you're kind of not fully 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 conscious it is that it is very much that it's a holographic virtual reality where like it's just kind of you're in your own little bubble but then you can take off that helmet and then things can like go to another level uh, of the dreams and even again you know who was talking about like um but that was interesting point about the idea that for some people uh maybe that's part of the reason as to why cannabis is here for people who actually do want to intentionally not remember their dreams it seems that it it does serve an interesting purpose there um you know people are just like yeah okay i I don't want to remember my dreams for whatever personal choice they want to make cannabis could actually be like one of the like ways that reality built that into its system to to be able to help with that process which i think is interesting um we'll wait for eddie to jump back in but in the meantime we'll keep bouncing around uh dave did you want to did you want to jump in with something if so uh feel free let me just double check your microphone uh go ahead yeah you're good you're good good all right um
I think when I was when I was younger, I had so much um, show up in my life that uh, I mean that's possibly why I'd, I every night before I go to bed. And I could tell you the last the last one I had it was pretty wild. I I went and uh, I went and stayed in the woods for about ten days to uh, to re to get addiction off of me. And I remember building them meditation rocks, the, the stacks. Me and my family walked down. We built about a hundred of them things. And uh, and no one told me that they'd be falling at like three o'clock in the morning. So they ended up leaving and I stayed down there by myself. I remember the rocks falling and I woke up real quickly. And the very first thing I thought was, uh, was Freddy Krueger's leg just bumped into that thing. That had to be Freddy Krueger's leg right there. I know it was. And, uh, and I started to play with why that came to me. And uh, when, I was, when I was eight years old, my sister, uh, she would have her boyfriends over, and she, that's what she would watch, Freddy and Jason. And uh, she used that as a silencing, a tool to silence me for like, like four years. And, uh, but to imagine this stuff coming back from a rock falling in the creek, like I, I, I went back into that. I mean, it was, it was heavy to walk through at first because I didn't even remember that it, was, that it happened. And then uh, to actually be able to walk through it and release, release the stuff. Uh, like forgiveness for my sister for doing that, you know, for two or three years, she used that against me to hush me. And, uh, and I, I actually started a fire underneath my bed. Uh, it was, it was the one where Freddie came up through the bed and I was going to make sure that, uh, that he didn't come up through the bed on me. And I started a fire and my sister said, you know, why'd you do that? And I said, cause I thought Freddie was under the bed. And she goes, if you tell mom and dad that we watch that, Freddie's going to come get you. And my mom and dad asked me, I didn't know what to say. And uh, that week I was put on Ritalin. So that, that, the, that week I was put on medicine because I wasn't able to speak the truth as I know it um, because I had an oppressor in the house with me. Uh, yeah, that, that's, what, that's what showed up for me uh, pretty well. Thanks for sharing, Dave. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And and again, you know, like there's there's a whole there's a whole discussion there, and and whether we want to get into it in this class is totally, you know, you guys are more than welcome to. Um, but it's something we've talked about before. But it's the idea of like how even nightmares are still like serving us within our dreams. Like you know, those dreams that we have where it's just kind of like challenging us and and putting a fear in front of us, whether it be like Freddy Krueger or something else. Like those dreams can be very powerful teachers uh in themselves and and i even put up a post about this not too long ago um even just in the way of like how we respond to them when we wake up like will we be like oh my god i want to forget about that dream or will we be like let me take a closer look at that dream like let me send the like some love to that dream like let me sort of like be aware that that dream is like helping me wake up to like the inner magi that can potentially transform it should it happen again because sometimes we'll hear people talk about that. Well, they'll have like recurring nightmares and that nightmare will keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up. And then suddenly in one of those dreams, they kind of like flip a switch and they're just like, wait a second, like I'm going to change this. And then suddenly like the boogeyman turns into a puppy or something like that. And there's like, oh my God, like it's, it's like a huge fear. Yeah. And then yeah. that, 
that will carry over into the the real experience and maybe that fear uh that they were facing in their dream was like a fear of like some sort of presentation that they had to do coming up or something that they were really spooked out about or whatever so um yeah oh man dane just left okay so i was gonna uh, 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 i was hoping to just get a little farewell from him but nonetheless a uh, huge shout out to dane and uh thanks so much for him for tuning in and um i will say guys we're gonna aim to wrap up this broadcast um by about 1 a.m and as we get closer to the end we'll finish with a short dream tree meditation and again that's like the idea of like meeting up in a common shared place within the dream space um and we have the concept of the dream tree which you see in the preview image for the paradigm shift uh dream class which uh i can show you guys uh real quick quick and i'll show you guys um, again, as we, uh, as we get into that part of the meditation and, uh, whether or not that's something you guys want to talk about now, uh, we can totally do that. But again, like the dream tree, uh, as a visual reference, the concept of like literally a tree in a field and the paradigm shift sigil kind of floating above it and meditating and crystallizing this as an actual common shared space that people can go to, uh, within the dream. So if you become lucid, think of the dream tree, go to it. And there have been people within the paradigm shift central community that have actually talked about getting there and being there within the dreams. I have yet to personally like fully consciously get there myself, but it is like something that simply like having that there as a objective is, uh, what I feel is also important to be able to return to that concept. And, um, it's a very, very cool idea that who knows planting that seed now and down the road, it could be like a more common thing that as we kind of become more consciously active, it could be a regular thing where it's just like, okay, we're going to sleep. Like, let's go to the dream tree and it won't even be like a roll the dice. It will actually be something much more uh, oriented relative to our intention. So let's keep bouncing the topics around though. Um, literally letting anybody else kind of jump in. What would you guys, what would you guys like to, to talk about um, with the remaining 40 minutes that we have left in the class? Anybody got any questions? Cat um, or, or sorry, Devin or Cat. Okay. We'll let Cat go first. Go ahead, Cat. Um, Kat, let me just check your mic. Okay, go. You're good now. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, it sounds good. Okay. Um, mine was more of a general question for the group. Uh, it's pretty relevant to my current scenario. Um, I want to see if you guys have any experience with your dream content changing due to your current health scenario. Like the, either the healthier you get, does your, do your dreams change or, you know, when you're sick or when you're fighting off a flu or something, do your dreams change? Cause right now, um, I just recently uh, flew from Toronto to Vancouver and I got a really unexpected fever within the last couple days. And a lot of that actually is very psychosomatic for me. And I found that within uh, the first night of me going to sleep and getting like the shakes and the chills, I just had some like, extremely crazy erratic dreams and and they were just like so consistent and constant and like there's a probably at least like five different like dreams within like the whole night's sleep um that were just very strange so i was like i was just kind of like wondering if, if you guys have ever had any experiences like that or have noticed the the dream content and material changing throughout um whether you've been in like a, a state of stress or your health has changed or you've slept in a different environment or a different house or different like bed or couch or something. I, I tend to get that sometimes too, whether I'm sleeping in my personal bed or, or someone else's bed or on a couch, I tend to get like sleep paralysis when I'm on a couch sometimes. So 
yeah, just, just about like the, the environment in your current state. Here's my question. Awesome. Awesome question. Yeah. And, um, I'll just, I, and I, I could say some things about that, but just letting anybody else jump in first, what, what do you guys think? Um, I mean, I think that it is a very real thing. Like having trippy dreams when we have like a fever or a cold is something very interesting. And, and even for me, okay, I'll, okay, I'll just say this, you know, like if I find myself getting a cold, I try to really shift my paradigm on the idea of instead of being like, Oh no, I'm getting a cold to, okay, this is what my body needs right now in order to be able to like purge in order to be able to process. And yet, even in that process, I'm kind of like, I'm like, all right, like this is, you know, I'll anticipate kind of having trippy dreams, uh, within that state too. Um, so it, it's interesting. Yeah. Like how, how reactive, how responsive, how fragile the dream space is relative to our current physical state, um, as well but yeah what, what, what do you guys think in response to what's cat saying uh just bringing in some general thoughts about like the dream the dreams that we're having and and how they're uh reflecting like our current physical state whether it be a cold or anything jeremy go ahead yeah so um i've definitely had uh, fever dreams like um um i'm i've had uh, i remember when i first moved to london um, I, uh, I, I gave myself a really good case of food poisoning, um, cooking potatoes for the first time since like leaving my family, family's house. And I, I slow cooked some potatoes in a slow cooker, not knowing how to use it. And I basically made a, uh, a big pot of virus or something. I don't know. I just made it. It was like the perfect temperature for bacteria to grow. And I got like really sick. And I remember having some really vivid dreams about, um, and I remember them being very fiery and it was like the need for me to assert myself into the dream, you know? And um, I remember thinking that it had empowered a certain part of my subconscious to be sort of more brazen and more assertive um, because I, I guess I physically felt the need to like defend myself or something like that, but it, and on the psychic realm, but even though because physically I was totally incapable, I was just bedridden, right? So, um, so I think uh, I think other people will probably have reports of feverish childhood dreams. Uh, I have had an, when I was or feverish dreams, dreams when you're sick. Um, I, I I think my theory on that is that when you're sick and incapacitated, when you're down, you, uh, you need to feel protected, right? You need to find some protection. And so the, uh, the, the dream realm becomes that, that place, right? And um, so I think this is a lot of times why people who are, you know, people who are big dreamers or something like this, or people who are um, the classic, like, crazy person, I always think, you know, I, you know, maybe they're having these visions and stuff like this. Maybe they're delving into the psychic realm, not because they're, not because psychic visions and dreams and stuff like this are a symptom of craziness, but because they're going there for defense because they don't have any other defenses, right? So maybe um, um, it's, it's they're, they're feeling so down that they need to, they need to sort of find strength in the in the psychic or the spiritual realm. So, um, but I think because that that correlation has been strongly made in the past, where you see people who are, you know, 
uh, unwell and also having visions that they've slowly just become associated and, and, and culture or anyone who is talking about visions or, or spiritual experiences we like be like oh they must be sick right um, but really i don't think that that's the case because i've met so many people now that are so well and still have these spiritual experiences and these visions so it's not necessarily that they're positively correlated like i think it's more like when you are either in a state in your life when you are so comfortable and so at peace with everything else that you have the chance to explore that realm. Um, obviously healthy, hopefully. Um, if I find people who are exploring their spirituality and their visions when they are in such states of health. But also you have people who are sick, you know, or distressed in some way, emotionally distressed. And then they, they, they don't have anywhere else to go, right? help for internally so they assert themselves into that visionary realm to try to gain power or to try to gain defense um, so I have noticed that my most urgent dreams uh, my main dreams where I really feel like I'm asserting myself or that, that the, there's something there's a thick plot line you know some some dreams have you know thick plot lines and some dreams you know I think you know they don't right they just kind of it just ends up being a bunch of people hanging out at the mall or something like that, you know, or, you know, at the end of it. But the ones that really feel like there's this, like, life or death struggle, you know, perhaps, perhaps it's because there is something inside of us that is asserting ourself into the, the unspoken hierarchies of the, of, the, of the Gaian consciousness or whatever, you know, put ourselves in place on the, on the Wheel of Fortune. Um, to you know, to 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 to, to become more um, in touch with that life force, so to make up for how we're feeling otherwise, right? So, um, so yeah, I think so, and I think uh, I think uh, there's probably also like a physiological component to it too. When your brain is a few degrees warmer than it should be, <laughs> it might all happen simultaneously. You know, this is you know, it's one of these multi-layered things where you know. The brain naturally, you naturally will start to go to those states. Or people who are dying, even, you know, who have nothing else, like my uh, an elderly person, they don't have any, they have no, you know, in their physical realm, they're, you know, they're totally at the means of their surroundings, their caretakers, right? So perhaps they're delving really deeply into those spirit places because they know that they need to rearrange their, their trade deal <laughs> with the wheel. Yeah, that's interesting. Thanks, Jeremy. Devin, we'll pass it over to you. Go go ahead, man. Um, yeah, there's one thing that like when I first did ayahuasca and I'm like, okay, cool, this stuff's gonna make me feel great and I was in Peru. And after the first night I drank it, the um the day after, I'm literally in my hut and I'm shivering and I'm like I'm coughing and I'm like I'm still diarrhea and like still pooing and shit. And it's like I was really, really sick after my first encounter with uh, ayahuasca. And it's I'm like, why? Like, I went to the show. I'm like, why do I feel so sick? I thought this was supposed to help me feel really good. And he was saying that it's because all the all your experiences that you had, like, are being like stored in your body, are literally being let let go through the sickness. So I think, like, I mean, it depends. Like, where were your dreams more like you said they're bizarre? Were they more vivid than usual, or like? more scary, you're just a really intense than usual? 
Yeah, they were definitely like more vivid and and intense, and they just had this like very. How do I put it into words? Um, There was just this, like, very obscure, like, dreams are naturally pretty obscure at times, but like Jeremy said, sometimes they can kind of be, like, you know, sort of normal. I'm at the mall with my friends and something strange happens, but they were just, like, all around obscure, consistently obscure one after the other. So, um, yeah, if that answers your question, just, like, really out there and, uh, like, left you with a feeling when you were waking up, like, holy crap, where did I just go? (laughs) Like, that was intense, so... That's, that's what it was like. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I mean, like, for sickness and, like, dreams and, like, the whole kind of, like, attachment to spirituality, the list sickness means, like, your body needs to let go of things. So it could mean, like, you've made, like, a, a sudden jump in consciousness. Like, there could be, like, you know, like, a new chapter starting for you or something like that. And so your body's in need of, like, letting go of something. But, I mean, like, that's, like, when I first did ayahuasca, I was just, like, the day after, I was, like, tremendously sick i felt like i was going to die or something like that but i also view i also saw visions of just kind of like you know my next chapter my next steps so i mean that's that's what i now see sickness as and like i'm sick a lot less because i go like it's not just because like why is my like why is my throat you know like uh hurt or why is my throat like you know parched or something like that i don't always look at like the physical symptoms like what the shamans have taught me is that like there is, you know, there's energy, there's emotions that have to do with, like, my throat and, like, the truth that I need to, you know, speak or whatever. And, you know, if it's my, like, maybe it's a fever, maybe there's, like, a new, you know, you're making a new connection to the divine or something like that. Like, something, I think don't, something's waking up. And for it to, like, happen that kind of suddenly, like, without you, you know, you didn't do anything, like, you didn't eat anything bad or anything before that, right? I don't know, but, like, for it to happen kind of, like, suddenly, I've recognized that as, you know, like, a sign of uh, of awakening, honestly. Mm. Were you, when you did your ayahuasca trip back in Peru, um, I, I'm going to assume that you did them at night, like, the ceremonies? Yeah. Okay, so were you, were you able to sleep at all, or were you just having, like, these tremors and sickness and all this stuff happening? The, you- uh, the very first time I was just, like, it's because, like, I almost say it as, like, it was, I was still my old self on that first night, and I was super anxious, and I drank it. And, the, the, like, why I love Ayahuasca so much is that she didn't show me. Like, she showed me what I could handle at my full potential, and that was to let go of just, like, literally everything, and that's why I was so sick. And, you know, I was kind of like, I was like, oh, man, I thought this was supposed to make me feel good. But then a part of myself understood that, like, while like I really am letting go, like I then became conscious after the sickness passed and it's just kind of like a law of nature, right? Like, you know, like a, a fire burns down a forest and all these new trees grow, grow anew. It's like, that's all sickness is. And it's what the, what the human ego has done to sickness is actually like put like they, they, they put band-aids over like medicines and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's just, I was really sick. And, but I, after the third, the three ceremonies after that were just complete, like, learning about my true self it was like it really let go of all that in one night and other that it's just been a continual process of learning about myself so yeah cool stuff 
Yeah, I think, um, again, it's really interesting when we start looking at dreams as psychedelic experiences, as psychedelic ceremony every single night. And again, you know, like what are psychedelic experiences often good for? They're good for like dissolving and letting go of things that no longer serve us. They could be worldviews, they could be fears, they could be, you know, like stories and things like that. So it, yeah, it's an interesting idea to think about how through dreams, especially when we're having those dreams that really stand out to us, whether they be like kind of like shocking or, or even, you know, like jarring, that is uh, something to think about, something to look at as like the body, like letting go uh, of like something that doesn't serve us anymore. Um, yeah, it's interesting. The idea of, and, and also, and again, like the idea that dreams can be very healing as well. Um, which is another thing to keep in mind, you know, maybe if there is, this is kind of what Jeremy was talking about. Maybe if there's a part of us, say a scenario where someone, they like feel like, you know, really isolated or really alone. And then suddenly they have a dream and they're like reconnected with a long lost loved one. And then suddenly it just like sparks their spirit and it kind of gives them what they need in that moment. Um, and, and I guess that's kind of like the point in all this is, is to like really look at dreams from that perspective of them giving us what we need in that moment. Um, whether or not it's fully what we ask for, it is what we need. And even if it's less what we want, it's what we need in order to be able to motivate us towards getting like something more. And even if that something more is about teaching us patience uh, as well um, before like the bigger awesome epic dreams like sort of come our way and just like really honoring any of the little dreams. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really interesting idea of like the body gets physically sick. We purge, like, you know, we sweat, we have a fever and it's also purging. It's going through that same process on the etheric planes, on the astral, on the emotional levels of that body as well. Um, cause again, you know, like we store energy in our physical body, but we also carry energy in like the other dimensional aspects of our body, such as the etheric and the emotional and the mental, um, if you're sort of using that spectrum. So yeah, um, uh, Kat, is there anything else that you want to say just uh, or any other questions or, or anything related to your fever dream experiences and anything at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would just definitely comment on the fact that for me personally, uh, whatever I'm going through, whether it's like a physical ailment or an emotional thing, it, they're all so intimately connected, no matter, no matter like what I'm going through. So, um, you know, and like Brendan, like you've witnessed this personally, like when I you know broke a toe or sprained an ankle, like emotional stuff will just like come up all of a sudden. And like, I'm the type of person that, you know, as much as I might complain and kind of be bothered by it coming up, I'm going to face it head on. Like, I'm going to have to see it. Like, I want to have that cathartic experience and deal with it. And naturally, whatever's happening in my reality is going to start shifting and molding into the dream space. And so often, you know, if you're going through that, you're already like, oh, man, like, I'm so overwhelmed because it's happening to me in front of me in my reality. And now it's happening to me in this, like, simulation, in this, like, reality at night within my sleep. Um but it is it is an experience to be super grateful for whatever that dream may be because I, I do believe that it really provides some some footnotes into your soul and 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 understanding like how to grow on a soul level um with this fever experience i i kind of like set set up the experience intentionally like weeks before i came out here and i remember telling myself like 
if there's any trauma I have to experience or any, any sort of wounds I have to heal, I'm going to just like tell the universe right now that I'm willing to go through it. And the fever experience that I went through was, was just like super crazy. Like I, every time I've ever had a fever, it's usually been followed with a flu that have, that has lasted like six or seven days. And, you know, I'd be really sick, but right now I'm okay. Like I have a bit of a headache, which is also another rare thing for me. Um, but it's only been like two days and I feel pretty much aside from the headache, I feel pretty much like back to myself. So, um, so yeah, I had these like really physical symptoms of a sickness, but they were so intimately linked to my emotional body and, and like past trauma and to the point where like, I was just like convulsing and shaking and sweating and was like super confused about what was happening, but I had like really grounding people that were able to support me through it. So yeah and and naturally the dreams that i was having were were mirroring that reality in in obscure ways that i need to see so yeah that that's a that's my commentary on that awesome (laughs) yeah and and again really just like honoring the process i think it's like sometimes sicknesses will do that they'll teach us like how to kind of surrender into the moment you know, like, we'll just be like, no, I don't want to be sick. And we'll be like, resist, 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 resist. And then the the universe will just be like, be like, all right, you can keep like doing that. But you know, this isn't going to change until you surrender. And mm-hmm. then it's like in the process of surrendering that like, we allow things to move where they need to move, go where they need to go. Um, and it's interesting, even that you just mentioned, you know, the common thing of like having a headache. Because um, I, I, again, you know, even just something like that, what happens when we start looking at headaches as something to do with like our, uh, you know, awakening process, so to speak, it, it literally, you know, this, the the crown, the, the third eye, like that's where like information's like coming in through and stuff like that. So if we're at a point where, you know, we're kind of leveling up, so to speak, And maybe it's not even something that's happened in the present moment. Maybe it's something that's like coming our way. Maybe that will show up through the symptoms of a headache um, in a sense. Because again, it's like, you know, the the experiences that exist in the future kind of like rippling into our present moment. And then, yeah, maybe again, this is just theoretical, but yeah, like it, it would make sense that headaches aren't just something completely, you know, outside of the realm of being connected to dreaming and awakening processes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just an interesting process. Um, let's keep bouncing the talking stick around a little bit more, guys. We're, we're going to get close to wrapping this up. Uh, Devin, before you head out, if you just wanted to... Uh, or did, No, wait, you didn't head out yet. Okay, that was Bianca that headed out. So farewell and thanks to Bianca for joining in and to a couple other people who uh, were also in and out. Um, but yeah, guys, let's just keep bouncing the talking, passing the talking stick around and we'll get into our closing meditation um, as we get close to wrapping this up. Anybody else have any questions or comments for the group? Yeah. Go ahead. It's actually uh, had to do with like what has been going on with me for like the last maybe like three or four months. I've just been meeting like usually like a decently outgoing person. And it's kind of like, um, it has to do with like my social anxiety. And for the last three or four months, like ayahuasca, her spirit has just been like, she hasn't been forced to me, but she's been making it really clear that I just need to be alone. And I've just kind of been like going to work. I come home and, and I literally just like, I go to bed and I just kind of like, I sit uh, with my crystal in my hand and I'm just like by myself with my emotions. And it's, it's, that's something that I just never see myself 
do before, like even before like I was identified with like the role of being like a man and stuff like that. I'd always have to be like, like oh, like expansion and like toiling and just like really working really hard. But then I just had to like literally like not escape from reality, but like escape from like the illusion I was trying to partake in, and all that had to break down. And I just kind of like was really just alone. Like I didn't text any of my friends. My friends were like, where the hell were you, man? We thought you were dead or something. But literally, just like I just need like like minimal contact for like four months, and I'm kind of just like I'm just coming out of it now, and it's kind of like it's really refreshing because then I'm not um, I'm not forcing myself to do anything either anymore. At least I'm kind of just kind of like you know I have better better boundaries. Like and speaking of that, like as I'm like in bed, I'm like my sacral is just like on fire. Like I've been you know I've had you know, as a guy, also, I was told to, like, you know, suppress my emotions and, like, all these kind of negative, kind of, uh, these quote-unquote negative energies that are actually there to kind of, like, set a foundation, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's really awesome because I'm just coming out, I'm, like, I'm just rising above it now, and it's, it's feeling really, really great to kind of have my emotions just be there and not really have any judgments towards them and, like, my emotions, like, I, I don't longer have to force myself to, like, go to the gym or anything. It's just, like, my emotions and, like, my body wanted to do that for itself. But I was forcing it out of the illusion of I need to look good. And, like, that was, like, this unhealthy egoic energy that was, like, literally breaking my body down. Like, my muscles were growing, but, like, I was literally, like, killing myself slowly almost in a way. And, and now it's just kind of like, oh, like, the body just naturally likes to run. Wow, who would have known? Like we've been hunters for like you know years and years, so it's it's I'm coming from like the truth of human being now, not not my own self-made little the fairy tale like illusion that I wanted to complete so that I could finally be someone. But it's like oh, cool now it's just like relaxing. But yeah, cool, cool. Thanks, man. Um, anybody else want to jump in with anything? Jeremy, go ahead. Thanks, Devin. Oh, De Devin, I just wanted to like affirm, uh, give you some feedback there. Like, that's awesome, man. Um, you deserve to have the um, you deserve to have the reentry into your social fabric that is like a noble, a noble reentry. You know, like having that self worth. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say that's that's awesome. Sometimes we have to take those times to just process the energy of whatever we were, our, our social structure. Because there is a just there are just energetic emotion like there's an energetic component component to it just like cooking food you know sometimes we have to just sit and cook in ourselves you know and uh, that's awesome that you went through that and you deserve to have the reentry into the social fabric of your of your own design or or of your own um, you know having and honoring that inner nobility of yourself to to um, you know. Uh, that self-worth right so i'm glad that you went through that and i hope that your re-entry is is you know as awesome as it can be so thanks man yeah sweet awesome well guys um just checking in with uh with where things are at right now we're getting close to wrapping up the end of the broadcast um 
before we do that, I just wanted to be able to take a moment here uh, to just be able to go over any practical tips that you guys might want to share with people tuning into this who are interested in developing their relationship with their dream process, uh, whether it be just by remembering or whether it be working towards lucidity uh, and so forth. Um, so let's just go around the circle and uh, if people just want to have like a simple thing that has either worked for them uh, or an idea that they just want to put out there and uh, then after that we'll go into our closing uh, dream tree meditation. Uh, so one thing that I will mention, and again, this is stuff that's come up in other broadcasts, but I'll just mention it again here. Um, but it's related to the process of like cultivating energy, cultivating sexual energy. So um, that is something that through my own experience, I have found has made a difference. And, and what's interesting is that like, again, so cultivating the sexual energy just means like refraining from ejaculating, refraining from spilling your seed, spilling your cup. And uh, you look at some of like the ancient, like esoteric teachings and, and everything such as that. And and they'll say that, you know, if you're looking at astral projecting and, and like having these transcendental experiences, uh, cultivating the sexual energy is like such a key part of it because that's kind of like this like spiritual fuel or the spiritual lubricant that can uh, assist in the spirit's process of like going into these states. And you literally, you know, you look at like the seminal fluid, it literally creates life. Like it's such a powerful thing. It's so charged. And so the idea that like it doesn't just sit in the testes, but it actually, as you cultivate it, can like be moved throughout your entire body and it can literally like go up the spine and like into like the fluids of the brain itself. Um, so that would just be like one practical tip that I'll put out there for people listening. If they haven't maybe heard that by chance is to just be aware of their process of like cultivating their own energy and see what difference it makes. If it's something where you're like, you know, like spilling your seed regularly, see what happens after not doing it for a week. And uh, in the same process, also doing like breath exercise, breath meditation, and just like intentionally bringing focus uh, to your dreams. Cause it's one thing to just like not masturbate but it's another thing to like not not just not masturbate but not ejaculate but it's another thing to like do that while simultaneously intentionally like bringing attention to that energy and like moving it through your body with breath um, and that can be a simple thing it's just kind of like there's kind of like a different way of breathing but you can kind of like breathe almost like with like the tightening of the coaxis uh kind of like almost like the sphincter and like you kind of like tighten that and in the process of doing that it's almost like you're like pulling like like a honey like up from your like root and up and around your spine and you can kind of do this through a visualization process for people who are interested i would look up mantak chia um, he has a lot of information on this M-A-N-T-A-K-C-H-I-A Mantak Chia so if that's something people are interested in, I would highly recommend it and um, yeah that plus a few other practical tips is uh, definitely uh, definitely going to make a difference in your dream process and it's funny how many people have like not really been told that um, before just the idea of cultivating energy in general and what that relates to uh, you know just interacting with this reality at a at a higher level of uh you know, intention and uh, interaction. And uh, let's keep passing around practical tips and so forth. Um, Jeremy, you want to say something? Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to take away from what you were just saying there. I just sound hilarious, but, but I mean, I'm sure it works. I'm sure it works. I, just, I just think it was funny. But, but yeah, I'm, sure there's, I'm sure there's a lot to it. But, um, and uh, I'm, anyways, <laughs> I'm just going to throw in my tip into this, and that's, um, using this supplement um, says 5-HTP 
it's so good for dreams oh my god like i um i have like the craziest dreams in the world after i take five hdp so i just thought i would throw that out there and uh, it makes you wake up with a sense of like feeling really balanced too um and basically five hdp turns into serotonin yeah <laughs> i'm not saying it's better than Putting semen in your brain, like you were saying, but <laughs> it's close. It's close. It's almost as good. It deserves the second place. And um, the other one that I, I, I always try to have some sort of herb, like a dream herb, uh, echinacea, is pretty good. It's echinacea extract, but there's lots of different ones. And I think that having some sort of herbal friend to go to bed with like that just kind of reminds you of your, uh, I, I don't know, it's just helpful. It's just helpful to have that. Uh, spirit of that plant you know with you or whatnot um and uh, i can't really describe it analytically but i just know that it's, it's true that it does work and people have different plant allies for the different dreams and stuff and i use uh, an echinacea uh, extract before i go to sleep and i think i was mentioning when we first got on here that i've been having uh, just crazy crazy dreams lately and uh but um sometimes it is hard to re recall them because you just be like, oh, I'll never forget that, you know, every single morning, never forget that dream. You know, how could I possibly forget that dream? And then by the time dream class comes around in the middle of the night, you're like, what was I, what was I dreaming about? I don't, I don't know. But yeah, so anyways, 5-HTP is amazing for just dreams and balancing out your brain. But um, taking before sleep crazy dreams, crazy good dreams. Um, but uh, if the ayahuasca guy, I think Devin, you're saying, um, I know that there are some complications with taking 5-HTP and ayahuasca at the same time. So I've heard that, that you're not supposed to do that. So. Oh, well, <laughs> I did not know, but yeah, it hasn't really done anything affecting me in any kind of negative way, but yeah. That, oh, yeah. Actually, uh, I ordered, um, was it, I think Edward from last uh, broadcast was a, monotonic gold i actually ordered some of that it's still on its way i'm really excited for that after what you're saying about it so oh, i'm really looking forward to uh putting that getting that regulated in my system as well but yeah oh, oh the gold the monotonic gold yeah 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 read read up about it and it seemed really good so ordered some see how it goes but then my tip would be uh ceremonizing your bedtime so like like, you know, like, um, have a little chant for yourself and actually just kind of like, you know, like I have like my, you know, I try to you know, contact the spirits and I ask them to teach me what it is I need to learn. Like, what is it that I learned today? Like, if there's any kind of, you know, if I didn't, any uh, gratitude that I missed that I can give. And yeah, just like making a ceremony, a ceremony out of it. Cause you know, when you're going to bed and that DMT is there, it's kind of like, you yeah you are passing into like different uh right. different you're going into different dimensions so you know you know set the intention and you know make it make it uh make it a practice but yeah that'd be my tip it's a good one it reminds me of what we were talking about earlier entity contact and dreams i'm just kind of coming around to believing in that it's like i'm so yeah like i'm just like i'm super related for like the day where like humans and spirits kind of like they're like integrated into society it's like a like a fully integrated society where you know just like it's 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 common it's i don't know 
it'll be fun. it'll be cool and you know spirits will be like have their part-time job or whatever i don't know but it's you know like humans and spirits kind of like we were eco-mingled not mingled but like we were like integrated a long time ago you know you, people would you know go to spirits to help and spirits would go to humans for help as well like you know there's a really special thing about human love that spirits also love and you know would like to receive as well it's not just kind of like they're not like above us or anything but they're they're with us and that's they, they want us to know that and stuff like that right so it's i i i do foresee that day coming and it's like it's bound to happen but it's you know just partaking in like it's just an honor to kind of partake in that process of doing the reintegration of you know spirits and humans there's a lot there's a lot of things that they can help us with like tons of things and literally all you have to do is ask like you just need to open heartedly and like really seriously just ask for help from them and you know spirits will answer mm-hmm yeah yeah it's 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 fascinating to think about like what consciousness will sort of be like in say like 50 years from now because think how much think how much even for us personally how much our own experience and awareness has changed within the last like five ten years um but yeah it's definitely and, and i feel through our awareness of the dream space like that is like where we're beginning to open a lot up to a lot of these ideas because again it's not only it's not only like experiences that we can have within the dream space, but this is something to talk about for another class, but also experiences that we can drop into just through meditation and such, you know? So it's not like you literally have to go to sleep, but you can like consciously like meditate and go into like a hyperspace and be able to like have like a vivid experience. It's kind of interesting. Cause you know, like I feel like 10 years ago or something, a lot of these experiences weren't necessarily accessible um, it's like the keys hadn't been turned or, or the locks had been, hadn't been opened or something or the code hadn't been activated. And now, like we as humans, we're slowly gaining access to like more parts, more like um, more elements of, of our potential within uh, the multidimensional aspects of this reality. Whereas before, say you like go to sleep and you close or you sit down and meditate, and you close your eyes and it might just be like blankness or something. But now we can like go in and and every time we like sit down and meditate and go into stillness, we can literally like kind of traverse into a hyperspace um, just by uh, being aware of that potential. At least that's something that I'm feeling, something that I'm interested in, too, um, which is, again, like through like the global meditations and stuff like that is like part of what that narrative is actually unfolding through. Um, one thing I did just want to say, and, and again, guys, thank you for your, your practical tips. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just open the mic up again for a couple more before we get to the end of this broadcast and the meditation. Uh, just quick note, because this was mentioned in the comments as well, just again, for for H- 5-HTP or anything else, uh, just encouraging people to do their own research and look into it uh, ahead of time. Anything related with like, you know, serotonin and, and levels uh, within the chemicals of your brain is something that you just want to be mindful of because um, there can be uh, quote unquote adverse ref- effects um, if it's like something that, uh, you know, is going to have a different effect on everyone. So uh, yeah, just be mindful if you are interested in finding some 5-HTP, just uh, do your do your research on it and, and to be aware of, of uh, what it is that, that you're doing with it. So, and I actually, like Kat actually uh, left me for some 5-HTP. So I actually have some literally like right next to me right now and I just haven't done it yet, um, but I'd like to try it. And it is it just something that, uh, do I just like, if I like eat it with a meal, 
does it have like would it have an effect within like that same day or like like how do you what's you have to recommended boof, you have to boof it you have to boof it oh i have to boof it okay <laughs> no um yeah you do how do you actually take it other than boofing it <laughs> does it like you just like eat it with a meal though is that is that how many did i leave you was it like just like a I, my mom's like two like times eight or something. Yeah. Said like take like two pills with a meal, or does it is it with a meal or not? I'm just trying to get the details. They usually recommend like like one to two capsules, like two to three times per day for the starting dose, depending on like what level. Like, because I mean, mm. I wouldn't start at a hundred right away unless unless mm. like uh, yeah, like I mean, I started at like fifty and then use that like just twice a day. Um, uh, so you can use it with, you can take it with meals or you can take it for sleep disorders at the end of the day. Um, I don't know, Jeremy might know more about it, but yeah. Um, well, yeah. How, how would I take it if I were going to do it? Yeah. Um, I, I take 200 milligrams for just before I go to sleep for the, my dreams for, for, yeah. for, for, for dreaming. And if I'm taking it, um, you want to take smaller doses throughout the day if you're taking it in the day at all because it can make you tired. Mm. It's the same thing that's in Turkey that makes you sleepy. Oh, the tryptophines or whatever. Yeah, and it's it's pre-converted tryptophine, so it's it's uh, it's already um, it's basically tryptophan that's been tagged to go past your blood-brain barrier and turn into serotonin in your brain specifically. Whereas if you just take tryptophan in your body your body decides what it wants to do with it and it'll get turned to serotonin below your blood brain barrier, which has a totally different set of purposes. It has to do with the cardiac uh, nervous system and stuff in your, in your stomach and uh, muscles and stuff like that. But your, I think it's your liver will tag a certain amount to turn into 5-HTP and then that allows it to go past the blood brain barrier and turn to serotonin in your brain. And, uh, and it has this, it does have an effect on your dream quality, like quite heavily, heavily. Um, so, if you're taking it small amounts throughout the day, that's to kind of prevent you from getting tired or sedated because it can be an anti-anxiety medicine as it is. But um, if you're going to sleep, like I just take like, I'll take like two or three, two, 200, 300 milligrams right before I go to bed. And, uh, and um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'll, I'll have to do that sometime. Just try taking one pill before going to bed and, and yeah. kind of see, notice, take notes. Right. <laughs> All right, um, just real quick, guys, before we uh, keep going, I just wanted to pass the mic over to Eddie. Eddie's got to head out. So, Eddie, uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, anything else that you want to say before you head out, please feel free. Um, sorry, let me just bring up your mic. Okay, go ahead. You're good. <laughs> good. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm just about to head out. I've got to take my little girl roller skating. But, uh, um, yeah, sorry, I can't really add much in to dreaming. For, for me, where I'm at, with my life and spiritually, I, I'm not in civilian mode anymore, so to speak. I'm, I'm in like army mode, like warrior mode. So a lot of the things I say won't be relative to anyone in the group. And um, what what I've learned is that people like myself, um, when you dream, uh, you, you draw out, out um, archon spirits or, or gray alien forces that they're in charge of the dream reality. And um, I've interacted with them a few times. Um, 
and because of the spirits that I know who can work through me, who don't like grey aliens, every time we meet in the dream space, they kill them. They, they just end, end them in the dream. And um, the grey aliens are really scared of people like me in the dream space. And pondering on those experiences and the, the reflection with my thoughts makes me think that um, grey alien technology, I'm talking about physical grey aliens, not, not like spirit grey aliens, they seem to be able to. Yeah, they seem to be able to control the dream reality, the dream space, and what they do is present themselves as someone familiar who you know. So one time that they tried to interact with me, uh, they presented themselves as my best friend from childhood, but the spirits that were with me in my dream saw straight through it and and told me and exposed them and ever since then they if they want to talk to me they don't come in disguise they come in their form they look like gray aliens like what you see on tv it's the spitting image there's short ones and there's tall ones and so yeah i, I would just take precaution on what you see in your dreams what you hear in your dreams what you feel in your dreams because one of the ways that archon spirits and the gray alien association with the archon spirits manipulate human consciousness is through our dreams and they usually do it through a form that is familiar to yourself so you might see someone who has died who you were really close with in your dreams and they might tell you something profound and it could change the direction of your life and that might be a grey alien tricking you and, and getting you to do something they want by emotional manipulation because as soon as you recognise that person that you had an emotional bond with, you've got an instant connection. You've got trust already built up. And... So just be wary of what happens in your dreams. I know I always do if I do happen to have a dream because that space is where we're babies and we can be manipulated extremely easy. You know, it, it's very simple to get a baby to do what you want um, when you're an adult. And it's also very easy for a grey alien to manipulate us in the dream world. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, all right, I got my family here. I, I, I got to get get going in the car and do some human stuff. All right. But, yeah, I, I, really, I really enjoy listening to other people's experiences of dreaming and, and what they think, what their perceptions, where they're at. And it helps me understand myself too. Because I choose consciously not to dream and I do it as a form of protection relative to what I'm doing in the spirit world with spirits and that's out of reach for most people. So what I was saying before, it's relative to me, it's not relative to anyone else because no one else has reached that stage of development yet. So I don't want to try and scare anyone but be aware of the fact that 
spirits and extraterrestrials with advanced technology can access our dreams and they usually present themselves in a form that is familiar to us so you've got an instant trust relationship so what they then say and do you will be you'll believe you'll you'll be convinced so when you wake up and you go oh i just had the most amazing dream and i know answers to this or i got told i should go and do this use logic and reason and and have foresight and thinking skills you know what's going to happen after you do that how is it going to change the direction of your life if you do that you know and if there are negatives coming up if it's a 50 50 chance it might be good might be, but don't do it you know and if it was legitimate if if it was an urgent need it'd happen again in tomorrow night's dream and it would reoccur in the dream after that and the dream after that and it would persist but gray aliens and people or spirits trying to manipulate us in our dreams that they they really just do it once but and then they change their tactic so use reason reasoning skills in regard to what you might witness in your dreams and that way you won't make bold or rash decisions that could affect the course of your life in a negative direction and uh, that that's pretty much how i deal with things it's how, it's how i stay grounded and reserved um and and many times my energy's gone freaking haywire and i just choose to be silent and to be patient to be quiet i don't act on any of my thoughts or feelings i let a few days go by and if they're still there then i might do something but if they go away and everything calms down well i just carry on with my life like it never happened in the first place and the manipulation obviously failed it didn't work mm -hmm. and but it's so hard we're, we're 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 at the bottom in the dream world what do you see and experience in the dream world if it's independent of you um then yeah it's superior in with its consciousness so be careful mm -hmm. Sweet. Yeah, then, yeah that's it thanks eddie thanks and uh yeah definitely um reiterating what eddie's saying those are some key points and, and things that we've talked about in, in dream classes here and there like the idea of dreams getting quote unquote like hijacked by other entities but again like without having to get freaked out about that i think the trick in that is simply knowing that that's possible allows you to sort of like see through illusions and i think that is like also what the bigger test in consciousness is where it's just like hey we're gonna send you a, send you like this scenario and you're gonna have to see through this and if you don't then you're gonna learn the lessons as a result of it um so it's like interesting to simply know that those parts of like entities being able to disguise themselves as other characters within our dreams is a possibility and simply by knowing that it's a possibility allows us to like meet that possibility with logic reason and discernment as well in the process of being able to like rise above it so yeah definitely eddie thanks for those uh good reminders because again like that's not something that a lot of people even know as being real therefore when they see their friend tell them a message they automatically think it's their friend but again let's uh let's just like tune into our feelings because our feelings will be able to like check in to see uh you know like what that entity really is and stuff like that and sometimes literally asking them other people will talk about this you know like ask them their intention and 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 sometimes like that will sort of like put them on the spot so to speak um yeah it's a very 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 dynamic and interesting part of the dream space 
Sweet. Eddie, thanks uh, for coming Something. Oh, sorry. Right. Till next time. Okay, um, Eddie, Eddie's heading out. Devin, did, was this to Eddie or did? Um, yeah, I know it's me, so Eddie can go. But I was just gonna like, I was just gonna reiterate on something I've learned about like um, surviving. It's just kind of like you know, if you threw a baby out into the forest to survive on its own, it's gonna get like mauled or attacked by the bear. So it's like you need to learn forest survival techniques, right? You need to know what the forest is, what kind of animals are out there, et cetera, et cetera. So it's almost kind of like a really Similar thing, if you're going to go into the Astral Plane, you're going to know how to navigate yourself through the Astral Plane. Yeah. But it's like all the times, it's like what happened with me, actually. It's like why I developed psychosis is because, like, you know, I was experiencing, um, experimenting with entheogens, so like MDMA, LSD, and I was just like shot right into, see, man, I was like shot right into the Astral Plane, right? So I'm like, there, I'm like, oh, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And it's like all these, you know, I, I correlated them to like thing really primitive things like oh there's like demons after me or something like that because i didn't know what was actually going on but yeah so that's just what i'm explaining it's just kind of like, you can kind of learn how to navigate the astral plane just through anything and if there's one thing that ayahuasca taught me it's like you can't get manipulated if you know who you are and it's like who you are it's like the, the best thing you can bring to the astral plane literally is a loving intention and literally like nothing can do you any harm nothing can do love any harm and because when you're up there you're in a more potent conscious form and so if you're just traveling as love nothing can really per quote unquote go wrong unless you have an intention of like you know going out there to like spy on someone or gain some gain some kind of power etc you know mm -hmm. yeah that, that's um again just hitting on this point you know like it's kind of that idea that you can almost imagine like a force field around yourself made of pure white light or love. That's what kind of people will try to explain it as. And uh, yeah, like I think that's uh, again, just kind of like a, a, a thing to keep in mind is that like within your dream space, like you still are safe. And, and if you feel that maybe like you're not fully safe, you can re-encode like a protective force field around you simply by like imagining like white light and love and or even like imagining having like a, a white chalk a white piece of chalk and that chalk is like a love or something and you like draw like a circle around you or something like that use like a visual cue a visual like a, a narrative to sort of bring that element into place but yeah like that's something we can always talk about a little bit further because kind of like the the more advanced levels of like navigating the dream space. And uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, we are learning about the forest here as, as we venture through it and we are learning about the different creatures and the different elements and like how things interact and stuff. And I think that is like a big part of dreaming. It's not just like, it, yeah, it's learning from the experiences, but it's learning about the place that the experiences happen within and the, you know, the, the rules and the tips and the tricks and the codes okay. and all sorts of different stuff. So there's like, there's also, yeah. like, I mean the same, it's, it's almost like with the experience that I've had with like ayahuasca and my own dreams and the astral projections that I've had, it's like dead close to how you navigate here on earth. It's like, you need to be open. You have to be open to receiving help. And like you need to feel safe for yourself as like at first, like you need to be consciously like here on the physical plane, you need to have, you know, a lover, um, a house to sleep in, food, the, you know, the basic needs, like the basic needs of consciousness is just like being, you know, like 
understanding oneself, like these little, little, like these um, really, you know, just like practical kind of just like a basic, a, a basic conscious understanding. And like, just with that, you're able to kind of, you know, it's navigating the, navigating the asshole realm is just like dead close to how you navigate a regular life here on earth. Cause like they're almost the same in a sense, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. 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 Again, like it's kind of like the, uh, you know, like what you put out is what you get back in. And, and, and we observe that very clearly within the dream space. And, and again, like through understanding that that's what happens in the dream space helps us understand the subtleties of how things work within this reality, which again is like so key by studying the dream space. We're actually understanding how this physical reality works too. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. Because again, like this reality right here, right now, like it's still another version of the dream, meaning it's still built upon the same code that yeah. the dream space is. Like there's nothing different about the code here. If anything, there's just like m- additional elements to it that create the illusion of uh, sometimes like less, if that makes sense, because it's through like the illusions of like filters and and things like that, um, when in fact, this reality is equally as dynamic and complex as the dream space is 100% of the time. So at least that's the theories yeah. that make sense for me. Um, think for yourself. But again, for me, like, that's just like, yeah, it's just, it's there. That's what we're waking up to. And again, yeah. like, that's what I like, you know, if, if I were just, yeah, like, yeah like, I, I was just kind of, you know, I, I was just like watching TV the other day and there's just like interviewing people on the street. I'm just like, hmm, like what would, if like CNN like suddenly just like fail me on the street and like gave me a microphone and gave me a chance to like talk to like 5 million people for one second, what would I say? You know, I'm just like, oh, would that be possible? Yeah, yeah. Just be like, be like, be like, well, you see, uh, this reality is actually another version of the dream space. And when we understand that our thoughts create within dreams, we understand that our thoughts create here because we're actually multidimensional beings that exist beyond the physical. And uh, this is mostly just an illusion, but it's wakening up to our uh, potential within the illusion that this, uh, that, that that's what this life is all about. So remember you are dreaming and yeah, I don't know. Like, right. It's just like, how do you get this information across to people? But at the same time, I feel like that's our mission. That's our objective for a lot of people tuning into this is to be the bridge for these higher conscious ideas, both through living it and through being able to talk about it, being able to share it through art, being able to share it through your own experiences. Sometimes, you know, you could like bring all these ideas into some sort of short story that you could write or some sort of movie that you could make something like that i feel like again that's part of our objective to help get other people start thinking outside the box and start getting them to sort of wake up to a lot of these ideas in their own way as well um okay guys we're getting close to the end of the show uh cat you got your microphone open did you want to jump in with something or oh no it was just a silly comment about how you um like the the whole remember you're dreaming thing I, i think you like said that to like a Rogers employee or something or like a Bell Canada employee like online one time or you something like that. Yeah. You're, like, yeah. you're like you're having a very common conversation. It was very regular conversation. And then at the end you were like, remember you were dreaming. And he's like, thanks, bud. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Sometimes I just drop that. In everyday occurrence. Yeah. I'll do that every now and then if I see like a random Facebook live feed that pops up that's like completely not related to metaphysics. I'll just like go in there and just drop a few little gems. People are reading, they're like, yeah, fuck Trump, blah, blah, blah. Remember you're dreaming. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, it just kind of floats by, yet it still like hits part of their consciousness. They're just like, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're not actively thinking about it, a part of their brain did read it as a signal to something. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, registered yeah. somewhere there. Yeah, it, it hit that deeper spiritual nerve somewhere, somewhere along the line. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Um, again, guys, we're getting close to wrapping this up. Uh, I did just want to, because Kirk is still in here too. Uh, if Kirk is still here, um, whether or not he, uh, I, if he's still awake or perhaps left. <laughs> Music playing. Hold on, Kirk. Still here. Uh, Kirk, did you want to add in any uh, practical tips uh, as we get close to wrapping up the end of the show, or anything else you might want to share? Go, go yeah, I have a couple things. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yes. it sounds sounds okay. Sounds good. Uh, you know, I've been uh, studying herb, herbs and mushrooms, and I think I. I told you about this. Or I, I wrote it on a sidebar in another class. It's called Rishi. And uh, to study Rishi is it's only, as long as it's been around hundreds of thousands of years, only royalty was allowed to take it because it would build your psychic and spiritual power. So if a, a strong moon or a new moon is coming, uh, I'll take it for three days before not necessarily to dream but um there's also a, a client person wrote me a letter and she was able to get off adderall by taking this stuff l tyrosine uh, and i have a bottle here um it's called l tyrosine 500 but uh so those are two things that i would recommend taking to enhance uh, to open your brain up. And uh, my, my practice, uh, you know, I take Ambien off and on by a medical doctor, and it's, a, it's called a hypnotic. It's not a sleeping pill. And the Ambien will knock your body out, but then it puts your mind in a trance. It's probably the trippiest thing I've ever had. And uh, before I do that, though, I pray with angels, uh, archangels, to come into my bedroom with me and my dog and to pray over our bodies and protect us while we sleep. And uh, I feel completely and absolutely different after spending time with the angels. They're literally like regenerating our bodies at my request. So that might be something, if anybody can use that. Uh, I call in uh, Raphael, which is a medicine angel, but, uh, and Michael, but tonight uh, um, uh, Raphael showed up with Uriel, who's, I think, like a pink, gold, orange angel. So, uh, you know, you can, like, ask a powerful entity being an angel to be there before you go to sleep to help you. So that's what I've been doing for the last two weeks. And I, I feel completely uh, healed and energized when I wake up. So I would, I would recommend and, and want to hear what, you know, if anybody uses that. Um, El Tyrosine. 
Yeah, yeah um, I haven't used L-tyrosine, but I know a bit about it. And it's another um, amino acid like uh, tryptophan, um, one of the building blocks of uh, protein. And um, I never heard about L-tyrosine being used as a dream um, thing, but I do know that it's supposed to promote um, generally buoyant moods. And... Um, that um, another interesting thing that I read about L-tyrosine is that it has a really strong connection with the Aztec and Mayan people because of their uh, diet. Um, specifically, the Aztec people ate a certain crop. It was like a, it's like a type of, uh, amaranth, which is like a, you know, amaranth? It's a, it's a, it's a seed. And uh, that was like the staple of their diet. And amaranth is kind of like a quinoa or something like this. Um, but amaranth is like extremely high in L-tyrosine and um, I was reading that it's reported that if you eat a lot of amaranth or if you have a lot of L-tyrosine in your diet, which is actually hard to get, there's not a lot of things that have a lot of it in it, a lot of L-tyrosine in it, um, it's supposed to produce like a buoyant mood that, um, that can be kind of manic even though. So, so I was reading about that it can cause like the kind of happy mood where you're like, oh, I can go like do something that I probably shouldn't do. I won't feel bad about it, like that kind of thing. So it's, you look at the Aztec people, they kind of were doing a lot of that. You know, they're really, um, they were super like kind of happy, celebratory, but they also had this like dark undercurrent to their society. But, um, but yeah, it was, it's interesting that you brought that up. I've never thought about um, using it as a dream supplement. And, uh, I've already read the whole Wikipedia page but I had, I had known, just since you were talking, but I had known about that um, in this actually not on the, but the whole connection with the Aztec people, um, L-tyrosine is, uh, I know that there's, yeah, that of the ancient peoples, they had, like, they were getting like the most of that. And it's a, uh, it's a building block of protein, right? So we're all getting a little bit of it or else we wouldn't have proteins to function. We have to have some L-tyrosine, um, but, um, but yeah, so I just wanted to put that in there. And I think it turns into phenethylamine. It's like the phenethylamine chain. So that's like the, uh, if anyone, oh, any psychedelic like drug geeks in here, like the difference between a tryptamine and a phenethylamine um, psychedelic. Um, so like LSD, DMT, or tryptamines, which would be tryptophan, which is like related, which is like 5-HTP. It has that same structural base and serotonin. And then uh, dopamine is the phenethylamine path. Uh, the central nervous system stimulation, which um, it's related to MDMA and mescaline and all the two C's. Um, so, yeah, so it's just interesting um, bit of fact there. And I know that um, psychedelic mushrooms are the tryptamines as well. It's 5-HO DMT, so more related to serotonin and such like this. So, so it's just a, there you go. So, cool. Interesting. Um, Thanks, Jeremy. Um, just to segue real quick, uh, Devin, you're heading out. Uh, if you wanted to just say anything for a while or any other thoughts before we uh, wrap this up, please feel free to do that before you go to bed. Um, Devin, go ahead. Uh, nothing. All, all out there. Good night, guys. Thanks a lot. Everyone had really good stuff to say and, you know, best of luck. And, yeah, just, like, reach out and just be – thanks.
Sweet man, and uh, we'll we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you at Agartha. Well, there's a dream tree in Agartha. Oh, so. Sorry, now you now, now you bring up thoughts in my head, man. Um, it's about the tree. <laughs> so I asked, I asked Ayahuasca how she can keep track of so much people in her with her connection in her realm. I'm like, how can how can someone like she's a being, you're a being, like we're all like, we're all capable of this potential. So I was saying, like, how could I like create like a realm? that I could connect others to, you know, a little cloud for ourselves. And she's like, we must practice. I'm like, okay. And that's all she said. So I was like, well, like, I'm like, how do I practice? And then I'm still trying to figure it out. But it's like, I did, when she said some, when she said that, I did feel some click and, you know, she's not going to give me the answers. I'd be like, yeah, dad's like, party at the dream tree. Cause that's the kind of intention she's avoiding me from making. Right. So it's, she just said, just practice. And so I was like, okay. So it's like, I don't know, like strict meditation or something like, but I want to find out how to make like an actual realm through like my own conscious creation. Cause that's, I think what the dream tree actually is, or I don't think it's already out there, but I think we need to construct it ourselves. Like we need to go there and plant it together. So I don't know, but yeah, that was really cool. But practice. Yeah. Man. And that's it. I'll see you guys later. Sweet man. Sweet. Awesome. Devin, you're awesome. Thank you so much, brother. Guys. see you in the future in the dream space cool all right um so again guys we're getting close to wrapping this up uh it's about 1 30 so which is standard with dream class we usually just like just completely disregard all normal regular uh rules related to time time is very flexible in this class um there's a couple other things i wanted to mention but uh jeremy you have your microphone open Did, was there something you wanted to say um, no, I was just, no, okay. <laughs> I, I forgot. I, I, I'm, I'm reading Wikipedia right now. I'm not like, no worries. No worries. I'm, I'm not paying attention. I'm listening though. I'm not listening. <laughs> it's good. Cool. Um, okay. Another, another practical thing that I did just want to share with you guys, uh, just cause it's something that I like, I've recently been bringing into my reality and I put up a post about it. Um, but it's actually like the, you know, we're talking about different ways to be able to interact with our dream spaces and our meditations. And we're talking about like supplements. We're talking about like, you know, like energy cultivation not smoking weed writing down our dreams um another thing that i wanted to introduce is like the concept of a tool is like the idea of like using crystals while sleeping um but in particular uh it's like these uh tools that i've recently been creating called the, the light guardian pendants and um some of you guys would have seen these and uh these are like crystals which have like magic um, on the inside of them, which uh, create like the luminescence. And basically like these crystals, what I've been doing originally, like I just kind of made them just cause they looked awesome. But then what I realized is that like, I kind of wear them on my belt buckle um, on my belt loops. And what I've been doing is like, they're naturally there for me to like hold on to while meditating. And so like, for those of you who are just listening to the audio, um, there's like a sphere quartz crystal and a quartz point crystal. And you take the sphere crystal and you like place it into your palm and then you're holding on to the quartz crystal. And you, if you do that with both of them and then you're like sleeping while holding on to these and they kind of become almost like joysticks within the dream space. But it's also like this idea that when you're working and this is like still part of the mystery of like how do crystals interact and how can we interact with them 
crystals respond to um, like electronic like uh, frequency being sent through them. And so in the same way that you could like send like an actual electronic pulse and you could get like a vibration from a crystal that you can use to manage to keep track of time with, which is what we do within watches and such. Uh, there's also the idea that like simply by holding onto a crystal, we can actually send our own electronic energy through it um, and then like creating a subtle vibration through the crystal. And what I've been doing is like while meditating with these um, is actually like observing the pulse that i can feel amplified like just by holding these so like we can feel the pulse of our entire body uh in us we know it's in our heart and then sometimes we can feel it by like checking our pulse and another thing that we can do um that i do sometimes is if i'm like meditating is like even if i just like have my fingers together if i'm like putting my fingers together and then i can feel like the tips of my fingers pulsing so in that same concept if i'm like holding on to these crystals and again with like the quartz sphere in the middle and like the quartz point sticking up and then like right now, like it's like I can feel that pulse like so readily. And then what I can actually do is I can use my awareness of that pulse as something to focus on while falling asleep. And so like that's kind of like a, a technique to do when falling asleep is to like put your focus on something to get into this process of like body, body asleep, mind awake, body asleep, mind awake. And so by like having that pulse evident and obvious for me, that is like a focal point for me to have while falling asleep. And it's something that I'm still like getting in the process of working with. Um, and I do want to like invite you guys that if you're interested, like these are tools that I'm actually like creating and they're available and you guys can actually get them and, and like money being raised from them is like supporting the back end of the Paradigm Shift Central project. And if you guys do want these, and again, they're for those of you listening to the audio, um, connect to my Facebook profile, facebook.com forward slash Skull Babylon and send me a message there. Um, but again, they're, they're made with polymer clay, crystals and uh, magic. And so like basically like from there, there's something that's like still kind of revealing themselves to me. But I feel the idea of being able to work with crystals within dreams is another avenue uh, worth exploring. So um, yeah, again, if you guys are like interested in getting these, even just to have them and to have them as meditation devices, uh, they are available and you can totally check those out. But again, as a practical tip, I just wanted to let you guys know that that's something that I'm like experimenting with. And one thing that I noticed is that like one night when I like did, I, I was like using them, I like fell asleep, like on top of my covers. And then somehow in my dream, I woke up like facing the exact opposite way on my bed, which is like not something that commonly happens. So I'm not saying it, it like was because of the crystals, but it was just like, it was weird. Like something happened. Like I don't, I don't normally just like completely do a 180 in my bed. So I like woke up at the other end. I was just like, what the hell? I'm like, do these like crystals like teleport me and then like drop me back onto my bed or something? Is that what's going on here? So, so these things are still a bit of a mystery, but um, I feel the idea of working with crystals within dreams is part of the mystery of the dream, dream space, the dream exploration process worth looking at and worth exploring. So again, light guardian pendants, if you guys are interested, send me a message on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash skull Babylon, S K U L L B A B Y O L N. 
And uh, I'll just put that into the chat for anybody else who isn't already connected yet. Um, so with that said, that pretty much wraps up uh, the practical tips portion of the class. And we're going to move into our closing meditation. Um, thank you again to everyone for being a part of this, for everyone tuned into this. I'll go over some like basic notes, uh, community update stuff relative to things at the end of the broadcast. Right now, we're just going to focus on the meditation. And we're just going to make it a quick one, a really, really quick one. So um, with this meditation process, uh, again, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be working towards the idea of meeting up in a shared dream space. And this shared dream space is the concept of the dream tree. So it's a very simple concept, the concept of a tree in the middle of a field. And then there's like the paradigm shift sigil above it with a portal kind of activating, um, though that in itself is kind of like the tree is primary to this focus. And then through us putting our intention and attention through this meditation, it is literally crystallizing this into the astral realms, into the dream space so that we can collectively go to it. It becomes, you know, it becomes like a, a, a literal thing that we can gather around within dream space to be able to have like paradigm shift discussions and hangouts at in our dream space. So planting the seeds now so that like five years from now we'll be like dream tree, boom, go there. And it'll actually become like a very real part of the project. Um, continuously. So it's a very, very, very cool idea. And again, the idea of like shared dreams is something we can talk more about in other broadcasts. And we've talked about it a lot in plenty of broadcasts, but the basic idea that can people have shared dreams? Yes. And so that's exactly what we're going to kind of open up to in this moment. So with that said, just inviting you guys to get into space for this closing meditation. And this will be a short one. So in some ways, we'll just kind of like allow ourselves to let this be more symbolic and um, allow ourselves to kind of get into that space as effectively and efficiently as possible without having to rush, but without spending 30 minutes doing it either. So just inviting you guys at this point to find a place where you can relax and maintain a level of stillness. Stillness is a very, very important part of any meditation process when working on going inside because sometimes when we move out of stillness it can sort of gently shake the uh connection to that inner space the signal so by maintaining stillness it maintains the integrity of the signal so to speak so let me just get a glass of water and just inviting you guys to get comfortable okay so just allow yourself to be in a place where you can find that stillness and from here just connecting with our breath gentle inhales through the nose exhales through the nose or the mouth continuing to breathe gentle inhales and exhales each breath, just allowing yourself to become relaxed, allowing your mind to be present. And so from here, let us quickly scan our body as we prepare to move inwards. So just bringing awareness to your feet, your shins, your knees, your legs, Allowing your feet, 
your shins, your knees, and your legs to gently relax simply by bringing your attention to them. Bringing awareness to your root, your groin, your hips. Allowing your root, your groin, and your hips to relax. Good. Bringing awareness to your torso, your stomach, your chest. Allowing your torso, your stomach, and your chest to gently relax. Bring awareness to your shoulders, your biceps, your forearms, your hands, allowing your shoulders, your biceps, your forearms, your hands to relax. Good. And continuing to scan the body, bringing awareness to the, to the throat, to the neck, to the jaw, to the tongue. Just allow the throat, the jaw, the neck, and the tongue to relax. And bring awareness to the cheeks, to the nose, to the eyebrows, to the forehead. Allowing the cheeks, the nose, the eyebrows, and the forehead to gently relax. And then just bring awareness to our entire head, to our ears, and to the top of the crown. Allowing our ears and top of the crown, our entire head to gently relax. Just connecting with the body, with the breath, the entire body, just being still, relaxed, calm. In this place of peace, in this place of presence. And so as we prepare ourselves, let us turn our attention inwards. And from here, Imagine yourself standing in a field and bringing our awareness to our sensations, imagining the air on your skin, imagining the temperature of the air, looking up into the sky and seeing not just a blue sky, but in fact, the landscape of the universe above you with stars shining celestial bodies and movements reflecting the dynamics of the dream space that we commonly can expect to see. And so becoming aware of your feet on the ground, feeling the grass on your toes, and even smelling what the air smells like, just bringing yourself into this space through your connection of your senses and through your imagination. Good. And now for this meditation, to do it a little bit differently, let us imagine an empty field. And then from here, following your intuition, imagine yourself either walking or floating and moving forwards through this field, and at this point, it's the, you're the only person in it. And as you continue to move forward, find a place that calls to you. And when you're ready, gently bring yourself down onto the ground. And now within this meditation, there's something that you brought with you, something very special.
And so you reach into your pocket or into your pouch, your pouch, your satchel. And inside you reach and you grab and you pull out a single seed. And this seed is a potent seed. This seed is the seed of the dream tree. And so kneeling down on the ground, gently take this seed and gently begin to prepare the dirt. So feeling the texture of the dirt in your hands as you move it off to the side. And then before you put the seed in the dirt, gently place it between your hands and place your hands wherever you want to put them, either in a prayer position against your heart, against your chest, against your third eye, going between any of those. And take a moment here to place your intention into the seed, allowing and telling the seed how much you love it and allowing the seed to grow into the tree that it already is, that is encoded inside of itself. A seed that will grow into a tree that will be a symbol and a beacon for other dreamers to find, to gather around. So just take a moment here in complete silence without me talking to just put your intentions of love into the seed. Just love the seed just for a moment. So just breathe here, connect with your breath and just go for just a moment of silence, putting your intention into the seed. Breathe. And so thanking the seed, showing your appreciation, your love for the seed, before you place it in the dirt, doing anything else that you wish to do, even if you choose to, gently kissing the seed, symbolically representing your connection and your love for it. And then gently place the seed under the dirt and cover it. And then from here, We'll gently take a moment to meditate on the seed with our hands a few inches above the dirt and just putting our intention into it. And within this meditation, within the aspects of what is capable within the dream space, what we will observe is the tree growing into its form before our very eyes. And so within this short moment, allow yourself to continue to place your hands towards the seed. And as you do, you begin to notice a small sprout emerge out from the dirt. And as you do, you smile to greet it as it rises up and continues to grow. And this small sprout begins to turn into the essence of what is becoming a bigger tree. 
And so you stand up, no longer kneeling down, and you step back, continuing to place your hands towards the direction of the tree, continuing to bathe it with your love, continuing to share your intentions, crystallizing this tree, allowing it to become what it already is. And so the one seed now continues to grow, and in front of you is a larger tree that is continuing to grow taller than your own height at this point and growing, unfolding in front of you, its branches unraveling, its leaves appearing, its trunk strengthening, and its roots deepening into the grounds. And so continue to place your love towards this tree. As you do, opening up your heart, opening up your minds, And as you do this, you become aware that you are no longer just by yourself. But in fact, there are other dreamers, other light guardians, shifters, who are here with you meditating around the tree. And so standing in a circle, let us continue to put our intentions towards the tree as the tree continues to grow. And even from it, emerging points of light swirling energy, beautiful essence. And so as the tree grows into its larger form, it begins to slow, its root strong, its essence noticeable. And you can feel the heartbeat from the tree. You can feel the energy pulsating from it. And so just take a moment here to connect with the tree. And so you can either go closer to it, placing your hands on it, feeling the bark of it, and allowing this meditation to be shared with those who are there with you in this moment. And to move towards the conclusion of this short meditation to crystallize our intention of this tree, we'll do three simple ohms to allow our intentions to be carried through the power of voice and vibration through this meditation to where our thoughts are directing it through the hyperspace and into the essence of the tree, into its roots, into its branches. And in this moment, you also look up above the tree and you see the paradigm shift sigil portal present as well and energy emerging from it. You see the aura of the tree becoming stronger. And so, standing next to the tree, either with your hands on it or even hugging it, however you choose in this moment, let us do three simple ohms to allow our intentions to be carried into this tree to allow it to crystallize further. And so from here, connecting with the breath, we'll move into the first ohm. So take a nice, deep, gentle inhale together. And ohm.
just connect with the breath here. And even for those of you, as you choose doing the OM either out loud or just as a vibration within your mouth, within your throat, within your heart. And we'll just do two more simple ohms, allowing our love to be carried through the vibration that we create with them. And you can visualize the other people around the tree in this moment, our shared ohms meeting the tree at the center point, circles overlapping, vesica Pisces, the flower of life being created through the vibrations we make in this moment, creating the grid and the pattern that strengthens the tree's foundation. So two more ohms, deep inhale together now. Good. Just take a simple breath here. Again, bringing your attention into the intention you wish to carry on this last ohm of just the ideas of love, the ideas of the tree being a beacon, the ideas of the tree's roots reaching, being a symbol for the others within the dream to awaken to their own remembrance. So let us do one more ohm together. So deep inhale together now. And ohm. Just connecting with the breath through your imagination and just taking a moment here before you conclude this meditation of just imagining yourself either hugging the tree, showing appreciation for it, even putting your forehead against it, your third eye connecting with it. And in the process of doing it, connecting to the connection we all share, to the connection of the earth, to the connection of Gaia herself. Good. So just thanking the dream and allowing yourself to even hear the whispers of it. So just take another moment here in silence to either just express what you wish to express to the tree or to listen to what it may have to say to you. So just continue here in silence with the tree. And so just sharing in this connection of the tree's gratitude for you as well in this moment. Understanding that the tree is made possible thanks to you helping it grow. And that your growth is made possible thanks to the assistance of the tree as well. Both of you helping support one another together. And so to conclude the meditation, just imagine yourself sitting with your back to the tree, 
sitting down in meditation underneath the tree. And as you do, taking a look at all the other people around the tree, maintaining this visual image, knowing that this is a place that you can return to through your own meditations, your dream practices, seeing the other people conversing, hugging, even taking a moment here to share in any hugs that you wish with the other people at the dream tree, thanking them, showing your love for them, showing your love for this moment. And so when you're ready, sitting with your back to the tree, moving yourself into a meditation posture underneath the tree, connecting with your breath here, deep, gentle inhales, gentle exhales, feeling the connection of the tree still with you and bringing it with you beyond this meditation. And from here, as we conclude, just allowing this reality to continue to exist, knowing that we can return to it, knowing that we are already there from a multidimensional perspective, a place of celebration, gathering, and deep ancient knowledge. And so to conclude, gently bringing awareness to your breath, from here, bringing awareness to your physical body and when you're ready, gently choosing, if you wish, to wiggle your toes, your fingers, and taking your time, and slowly, when you're ready, open your eyes and return your awareness to the space around you. Aho. There we go. Awesome. All right, guys, thanks again for, for being a part of this, for, for sharing your, your, your focus, your love lasers, helping crystallize more of the dream tree into this reality. Much love, much gratitude for the dream tree. The dream tree says much love for you guys for showing up, for helping bring it into this reality, symbolically, actually. And so before we wrap this up, I'll just uh, open up the microphones. Um, we still just have Jeremy, Katarina, Kat, uh, and Kirk left. Um, if you guys had any anything that you wanted to share relative to that meditation, please feel free to do. That's always interesting to hear. And even for people in the live chat, if you guys want to share, because sometimes people will say, like, I saw something or something happened or it was visceral or something. So um, any feedback or anything you guys want to briefly talk about um, related to that meditation, please feel free. Um, Jeremy, go oh. ahead. I'm going to, because you've asked me to say something, I'm going to say that I don't have anything to say because I just wanted to keep my visions to myself with that. So, <laughs> so um, it was really interesting. I feel like it would be too personal to share. So I'm not going to. But um, I really like the tree. And uh, I had images of vines a lot, but uh, it's hard for me to get far enough away from the tree to really see it. I'll tell you that much. I kept on trying to push my head back to like really get a feel for it. But there was, there was a lot of other things too. But um, it, was, it was definitely really, uh, you know, uh, inter-autonomous. That's what I would say. It was beautiful. So thank you. Cool. Thanks, man. Awesome. Sweet. Um, Kat, was there anything you want to say? If you'd like... Yeah, it's really beautiful. I 
was walking towards the tree and it felt like I was kind of like seeing like this bird's eye view perspective of it growing at first. And, and then I began, began seeing it like as it was in front of me and it was just like expanding and growing at such a rapid pace. And the wind was blowing in the trees and it was, the wind was blowing the leaves and it was finally at its like highest point. And uh, yeah, it's just really phenomenal. It's really beautiful. Cool, cool, awesome. Well, th thank you guys. Um, Kirk, you're still with us. Kirk, did you have anything to say relative to that, if you'd like? Um, just if not, that's totally cool either way. Uh, uh, sure. Went into the bathtub to listen to it. <laughs> oh. It was beautiful. I you know, now because of the way <clears throat> that you described it, I will know where it's at and I will find it. I don't uh, doubt. So thank you very much, Brendan. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, and definitely. So for everyone listening to this, this is an invitation to come have a party at the Dream Tree uh, with all the uh, with all the other dreamers and shifters. It's happening there so and, and imagine like how real that idea is is like okay we're like this is the natural part of our evolution where we're we're right now we're on the internet we're connecting we're broadcasting we're we're having this virtual meeting and maybe this is like the stepping stone to get us towards having those astral etheric meetings as well um so, yeah it's a it's a very interesting and exciting idea to at least be open to and i think being open to it is part of what makes it uh more within this reality it's like it's the idea is out there and we're bringing it into this reality so thanks again to you guys for being a part of it um so uh da, 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 da. so with that said um yeah we're, we're we're ready to wrap up this broadcast and uh just as some uh again some minor technical things reminding people that they can always go back and uh check out the recording for this dream class or any broadcast through the main website on my youtube channel at skull babylon and uh also to subscribe to paradigm shift radio on itunes or through your podcast apps and that's how you can get the mp3 versions of broadcasts and if you guys haven't yet encouraging you to go back and check out the guided meditation that we did for the super full moon the uh global healing astral projection meditation and uh, that one went really well so if you enjoyed even just that short meditation there uh, definitely go check out um, that meditation as well. And uh, in addition to that, I just want to remind people that they can sign up on the main website, paradigmshiftcentral.com, to create their shifter profile, to use the quest journals. Check out some of the quest journals that have been going up. We got some new people who have been making quest journals, sharing their spiritual experiences. And that's there as a platform to help encourage you guys to practice documenting and sharing your stories, to give you a place to share those stories uh, with a community that is supporting each other in doing so as we collectively document the bigger story, the bigger shift in consciousness. So you can create your shift profile free online at paradigmshiftcentral.com. And again, a huge thank you to the Patreon supporters for all of your guys' support for helping make these broadcasts possible and supporting the time that goes into the production of these and the ongoing evolution of the project. For those of you who would like to sign up to add your support to the team Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton or go to the main website and scroll down to the bottom of the page and you'll see the link to the monthly support support 
squad, which is the team Patreon. And you can sign up for the asking donation, micro donation of just three to five dollars a month. And in turn, you also get your shifter booster kit, which comes with the shift buttons, which are potent tools that we use for hacking the matrix. And they have the website to the Paradigm Shift Central website. And they are used for evoking synchronicity and connecting with community and planting seeds where you are. So again, huge shout out to everyone for your support, for tuning into this broadcast, <clears throat> for being a part of it and for adding your love and your intention and your attention to it. So um, let me just take a sip of water here real quick. And uh, let me just double check. And um, next broadcast will be the team building broadcast on Thursday. So that will be November 17th. And uh after that, the next next broadcast will be the following Thursday, which will be another episode of Paradigm Shift Destiny School, though I haven't fully picked the topic yet. Uh, I'm going to have to check with some people and see what topic we actually want to do for Destiny School. I kind of have to listen to the universe to see what is needed uh, in that moment. Um, the last one we did was on aliens, UFOs, and entities. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And again, the team building broadcast is another chance for us to come and talk. And really, that conversation can be about anything. And uh, it's again, it's a chance for us to like share some of the projects we're working on, collaborate and uh, continue to inspire and get to know one another and to grow, grow and build as a team of shifters. So a shifter is a person who is intentionally helping shift consciousness. So if you're new to this project and that works for you, then thank you for being a part of the global team. Thank you for being a part of the bigger project. And uh I think that's about I think that's about it. So yeah, reminding you guys to keep writing down your dreams, to do your reality checks, to pay attention to if you're like smoking cannabis or not, and to like even cultivate your energy and uh, to practice your meditation and uh, to really just like put your tell tell the universe that you're interested in your dreams and the universe will listen. And um, yeah. I think uh, I think we're there. This is this was this was a really awesome show, guys. Thank you so much for being a part of it. So, with that said, 